And I'm a mama. I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. I'm the world's greatest pilot. I've flown wow. 5,500 missions. I'm the only one with 5 million confirmed kills in the sky. Well, I don't know how you'd have time for kids. I don't, I, I don't think about kids. I think about planes. <laughs> and this is Mama Needs a Movie. Uh, boy, this is um, usually there's like a little bit of persiflage at the beginning of these episodes. But uh, but I want to get. Can we just jump right in? Can we dive right in? Can we zoom uh, 10 G's a whole bunch? Uh, with uh, with this movie today, because this is the movie everybody's talking about. And we have today a guest. This guest is he's one of my favorite people to hear talk about movies. Him and another another guy, uh, John Flynn, host a podcast called Two Old Queens, which you uh, you've probably heard if you listen to a movie podcasts. Uh, if you haven't, it is a hilarious show, a terrific film review show that, amongst other things, listen to this, is sort of in pursuit of the world's gayest movie. They're sort of episode <laughs> by episode, you know, looking at films from this perspective. But uh, th- this is I what we scored. I just have to say we scored today with our guest, Mark Rinney. Hello. Hello. Now can I talk? Yes. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. What a glorious, very kind, sweet introduction. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much, Mark, for being here. This is a, this, you talking about this movie and today we're just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm amped. Okay. You're strapped in. Mm -hmm. I would say we're going to take it to the limit, but that's the wrong movie. (laughs) Are you thinking of Miami Vice? Yeah, I'm thinking of my, I'm always thinking of Miami Vice. So that's a problem that I have. (laughs) John Hammer? Didn't he do, is that his name? John Hammer? How do you say his name? John Hammer? Jan Hammer? Is it J-A-N Hammer, the guy who did like the theme song for Miami Vice? Oh, oh okay. Uh, Wait, I should have really seen, <laughs> you guys didn't see what I was talking about. That's weird. <laughs> Jan oh, Hammer. Yeah, Jan. Yeah. Jan. Oh, there you go. Jan, Jan Hammer. But God, if if there's a, if there's somebody who writes music for action movies, his name is Jan. <laughs> I want to meet her. <laughs> yeah. well, one of the great uh, action directors is Jan DeBont. Or Jan right. DeBont. Jan right. DeBont, if, right. you, if you please. Yeah. Mark, your show is uh, your show is. How long have you been doing your your show We're for? Coming up on three years. Wow. Okay. Wow. So that's all. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of shows. So it's pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic, we were in a studio at one point, and then we were in a house, and then we went to Zoom, and then we just recently did like a couple 420 episodes in person. Um, But I don't know. It's so easy on Zoom. You know what I mean? It's so easy not (laughs) to have to drive anywhere, ask somebody (laughs) to drive somewhere, which feels like such a big deal now in this like quasi, yes, it's a pandemic, but we're picking and choosing our thresholds, I guess. Yeah. What we're comfortable with. It's like, well, is it worth it? Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's an improv show. No. Uh, It's a party. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) But I like the idea of Zoom because it's great to just stare people in the eye, but they can't see you, really. (laughs) That's, That's such a good... It's so great. It's like all of my really super comfortable comedy friends, I can just look them in the eye and be like... Yeah. You can't tell if I'm looking in the eye or just at my computer. <laughs> Am I just looking at myself the whole time? Yes. Uh, just looking at my, my cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the main focus of this podcast really mm. is we're trying to kind of sort of like yours, but it's a little 
it's 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 not about finding the gayest movie ever. It's kind of like trying to find the story, the origin story for everyone in how did they get to the point of being a person who knows movies so well. Specifically, your very earliest memories of of like what was the first movie you saw would be a, a good starting point. Um, I like I don't think my parents were particularly like big into movies. So whenever we had a movie or saw a movie, it was always like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it was like an event because mm-hmm. we didn't have a movie theater close to our house. I grew up in San Jose, which is a, a metropolis, but we just didn't mm-hmm. have yeah. like a movie theater. It was, I think the closest movie theater was like 20 minutes away, which for my oh, parents wow. would be like not worth it. But I remember being like maybe four or five years old and star. the very first Star Wars was on pay-per-view uh-huh. and it was like the Super Bowl, like my Neighbors came over to watch it. All the kids were in their pajamas. My dad hooked like the stereo speakers up to the TV. All the adults were in the kitchen watching while the kids were in the living room. And I just remember thinking that was like amazing. That I just that that aspect of it, like the communal, this is a fun event, was like the hook. So then every time we went to a movie afterwards, to me, it was always like a big deal. It's like we're going to a movie. That's so Uh exciting. And we didn't have like we had HBO like when I was little, but we didn't get a VCR until I was probably like 12, like the late 80s, probably much uh-huh. later than everybody else. Uh-huh. And one of the movies we did get, I remember we had the first two movies they brought, they rented was one was 2001 and the other one was Top Gun. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Those are both. I mean, for people that aren't that into movies, like solid good picks. calls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to be like. This is going to look pretty cool. I think I think 2001 is I have a very distinct memory of 2001 that I, I saw it on a date. Well, 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's That's your distinct memory? I don't know if that's just your let's memory. T- <laughs> <Yeah>. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> I don't know if you get to claim ownership over that. Yeah, you know, it mostly happened to me. Yeah, some mostly other people were, were affected that day. Yeah. All right. Well, I've just been shamed. Uh, but the space odyssey. Mm-hmm. Space wait, wait, odyssey. I, wait, I, you saw it on a date, though. What was this date? <laughs> I saw it on a date with this weird guy. I don't remember the guy, but I do remember being like, I had sort of had a similar thing where we, I didn't grow up going to the movie theater. I grew up watching movies uh, at home on VHS, and and just seeing it in a movie theater was like this sort of adorable thing. Of I remember it being like oh, wow, it's so big. Like, this looks, this feels so different. Yeah, It's like something you can't actually express to someone else. It's just like, oh, you got to go to the movies and actually have that experience for yourself. See it in like 70 millimeter in like yeah. a dome, in a Cinerama <laughs> dome or something yeah. like that. Yeah, spect- that's what I miss like these days. These days. Nowadays. Yeah. What I like from the movies was the spectacle of it all. Like, yeah, I do love a low budget and Indian art house film. I love those yeah. just as much. Some of those are my favorite movies of all time. But yeah. I also love what big studios do best when they used to anyways, was just, yeah, do a big budget spectacle. Show me right. something like expensive looking yeah. and also exciting and really well done for what it is. Like, yes, it's like McDonald's, but it's like really well done, like fast food. You know, it's like really yeah. well, you yeah. feel nourished. You feel like we went through something as a group. We were all excited together. Yeah. And I just yeah. miss that. Now everything feels like so plastic and like safe and predictable. Every franchise thing feels like it's the same beats. No, even if it's a Fast and the Furious or the Marvel, they all kind of feel the same and like oh, so yeah. safe. And like, you're never really worried. You never, like I saw a Doctor Strange and like, I felt no emotions. I couldn't even feel hate. I just felt like nothing. <laughs> 
nothing. Like my pulse was like level the entire yeah, time. Yeah, never... You died for two hours? <laughs> yeah, I just was like, yeah, I guess it happened. And uh, I don't remember, there was nothing notable to happen. I was never worried yeah. about anyone. As opposed to the movie we're talking about today where I really did feel like, oh, that was exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's a different kind. It's so different, I think, than... It's like, it's a property, obviously, but it's a very different property that is particularly attached to one person. Mm. And that you're here to see what well, we're talking about, Top Gun, Maverick. Thank you. Not Top Gun, not Maverick, Top no. Gun Maverick. It's been 30 years, Maverick, still a Maverick. Uh, and- well, to me, Maverick will always be Mel Gibson, but. <laughs> James Garner, Jodie Foster. He'll always be the That's- Patriot to me. That's my Mel Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) Not the beaver? (laughs) No, not the beaver. Because every time I say that, I'm just like, what? What is that relationship? I'm so interested in in the Jodie Foster, Mel Gibson. Like, what are they talking about? I'm interested in that when they get together. I want to know what they're. Yeah. What What is their common interest? They're really good friends. Yeah, celebrities are all lunatics, though. Because, like, you saw someone put together a list of all the celebrities who have liked, like, Johnny Depp, like, yes, oh, yeah. all these, yes. and it's all like people like Jennifer Aniston liked it, and like yeah. all these Taika Waititi, and you're thought like you were crazy. Why are <laughs> you? Why, why are you this? doing yeah. this? Why yeah, did you watch the trial? Did you? No, did, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't care less. I'm like, this is gross. It's not something that should be like memed. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not something that no. should be like. This isn't like Stranger Things, where it's just something to goof on. Or no, like it's have like, like a personal it's real stake people. In. Yeah. yeah, and it's like yeah. real issues that are like broader than than just this one instance. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like it will have a chilling effect on women being like, "Hey, I was mistreated." Yeah. But his last girlfriend said about time. that he was nice. It's like, well, it doesn't mean anything. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a very. It's so political. So it's political. very political. I don't want to upset Johnny Depp. <laughs> it's just like a morass. It's just like I like I know some people that have strong feelings about it. I'm like, how can you have a strong feeling about it? It's yeah. like a, it's like a personal yeah. dispute that's very, seems very sad and strange. And I'm like, how could how would it's like how would I what do I know? I don't know what. Yeah, I, don't, I know. I don't know what's going on. Even if you watch the whole trial, I'm sure like you're still not getting the entire story. It's just like Russia. Oh, no. You know what I mean? It's still like two people's versions of events. Yeah, and you're also doing it in this. Uh, God, I mean, I don't know what I clicked on wrong, but my Instagram feed is, has so much stuff in there about that's just Amber Heard, like women saying, I hope Amber Heard dies, basically. Uh, that's like crazy. BTS level of fandom about Johnny Depp. And when you was the last time he made a good movie? It's been like 15 years, probably. Well, probably Minamata, the war photographer. Well, because that was one of Oscar's fan favorites. Chocolat, I think. Right? I like the tourist. You were a big fan. (laughs) Oh, I love Minamata. When was the tourist? That was like twenty years ago, probably. The tourist. The tourist, which is good. (laughs) With Angelina. It's good. It's the director of. uh, It's Florian von Heckel's Don Vonersmark. The guy. Maybe Rango. um, Rango. Oh, Rango. Yeah. I like. I'll tell you this. I like pirates. I forget which which number it is, but pirates, uh, dead men tell no tales. The first three I did, we watched the first three like last summer, and like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, these are like this is another like example of like a blockbuster done really well. Yes, yeah, like they're just solid entertainments. But I think it's similar to Top Gun, where it, it really is centered around a person rather a than a, a property. So much yeah. as like, like with Marvel, I think it's it's sort of like you invite too many people to a dinner party and then no one can have a conversation. You just have like small, <laughs> yeah. 
It's, it's like, oh my God, everyone's in this. And everyone's talking in quips. Everyone has the same right. personality, everyone essentially. Everyone has yes. like, <laughs> Yeah. Everyone has the same sense of humor, in fact. Yeah. 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 They're all, well, I also find when I'm watching them, it's the same thing with Harry Potter movies where it's like, oh my God, this amazing actor. I wish they could be amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, we're yeah. given something to do. Yeah, like Cumberbatch is so fun. And it's like, uh, you can't, no. you can't, you can't be as fun as you truly are. You look at all these movies, Mark. I, I If you don't follow uh, uh, Mark Rennie on Letterboxd, you you, you got to do it. I mean, if, first of all, if you're not on Letterboxd, if you find yourself walking around in life with too much excess time <laughs> and you want a place to uh, put it, A, join Letterboxd. Follow me. Follow Ryan. Ryan's follow right. Mama Needs a Movie mm-hmm. and follow Mark because oh. these are some good. And you watch everything. You watch, I watch everything. I'll watch, watch anything. I'm an AMC A-lister, so it doesn't cost <laughs> oh me a God, dime. Again? Me too. You gotta. And I'm you 15. I can walk. It's a 15 minute walk to the Americana for me. Oh, dang. So that's oh, pretty wow. nice. That's that really good. That is nice. That's a nice little walk. It's a nice little, you know, I could be as brisk as I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish they had the recliners. Oh, Their seats yeah. are not good. Mm-hmm. Have you been to the Look Theater, also in no. Glendale? I've been to it's, the Glendale Lemley. The Look is very close to that. It's like you know that sort of um, <laughs> it's like that that dead mall that's not the yeah, yeah. it's not the gallery. It's on the other side that has yeah. Like they the, would call it like an arcade or something. You know what I mean? Something. Like, so, yeah. It's very weird, but. On the other side of that is this movie theater that's sort of like an Alamo Draft House knockoff. Um, Alamo Drift House. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alamo Drifters. It's just it, it feels like like nobody goes there, but they're it's a weird weird theater. But they have the most reclining seats I've ever experienced in a movie that's theater. That's nice. I love yeah. a weird theater. Another fun theater I love is the Highland. Theater oh, yes. in Highland Park because that is just like a no <laughs> yeah. stadium seating. It's like a time yeah. warp, and I love it. It's like yeah. surly teenagers working there, but like they have first run movies and it's cheap. And it's kind mm. of movie like I think I saw like John Wick two, and there was a baby in the theater. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is perfect. Yeah. This is exactly what I want from a movie <laughs> yeah. theater experience. Because I love a movie theater experience, like the experience, the whole the totality of it all is what. Like I saw that movie X in the theater, and someone uh-huh. like stormed out in the middle of it. And called, turned the audience and said, "You people are all sick." What? I was like, wow. "This is great! This is exactly <laughs> what I want from the theater. I love this. I wow. love seeing people like flip out." This was at a, uh, I think City Walk. Really? Yeah. City Walk seems like the perfect place to where everyone would kind of get that they're going into a you know, like a porny horror movie. <laughs> You would think they go to the great sock market and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, see, they're like, uh, I'm full of shrimp. shrimp. <laughs> full of shrimp. <laughs> Why was the, the anchor turned on the audience though? Like you'd think it would be, you'd yell at the screen or something like, I think that's like, cause we also weren't following him out the theater. Oh, I, I guess see. everyone I should see. have left at yes. the exact same moment. Yeah. Uh, yes. He's like a wannabe Pied Piper or something. Uh, You seem to me like someone who does have very strong memory. Like if I if I say, oh, what about this movie? Could could you say, oh, yeah, I was I saw it in this place with this person like the the, the, um... possibly. But I go to so many like I was going to like two movies a week pre pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I was like going out a lot. So possibly some experiences stand out more than others, obviously. Um, But maybe I have a good one. (laughs) I have a good one. Sort yeah. of relevant for uh, Ray Liotta, R.I.P. Uh, do you remember seeing Goodfellas? 
probably. I think I probably saw that at the AMC Milpitas tent uh-huh. in uh, AMC. <laughs> and, uh, that's a lot. That was like the first movie theater that opened that was close to us in like uh-huh. the early 90s. Oh, wow. It was like 10 Ryan, do you away. have a memory of this? I feel like you do. I do have a strong memory of this because I watched this movie on VHS. This was a very nice memory. My my, I think my parents rented it, and I I sort of like had to convince them like, hey, I think this is good. Like we should we should get the Goodfellas or whatever. I think I was twelve. We watched it, and everyone was enjoying it. Me and my mom and my dad watched it, and my dad fell asleep sure. at some point. He just he fell asleep, and me and my mom finished watching like the last hour of the movie, and at the end we were both rattled and and just in love with the movie and it was one of the great movie watching experiences with my mom and exactly. and it is now probably my favorite movie uh, that movie i had that movie that movie i watched with my mom when i was about 12 and then a few months later i watched cape fear the the de niro version with my grandma like same kind of thing where it was like 11 That's o'clock at night. Hardcore ladies in your Wow. Love Scorsese. Yeah. Those were like my grandma. She was like a thriller. She would have like now would have been probably a true crime type person. Oh. Like into, you know, she liked morbid kind of stuff or thrillers and stuff like that. And, and she, she, uh, she loved it. She loved it. She was like, Oh, movies. The, really the remake. Chilling. The remake. Yeah. And she yeah. was like a kind of a conservative Southern lady too. She wasn't like, I was like, I don't know if you're going to like this, but. She loved. It. She had a bit of a bloodlust. Yeah. Yeah. Do you right. have movies that uh, that uh, that have been ruined for you, or, or that you you look back on and you go like, God, that one was like, <laughs> oh, no, that, yeah, that was like that. If I if I just tie it too much to that experience, and you're unable to separate it from from so. it, maybe just like any Woody Allen movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Because I well, see people Woody logging Woody. I see people logging Woody <laughs> Allen on Letterboxd, and I'm like, you've seen every movie. You've seen everything else. Yes. <laughs> you have to rewatch Hannah and her sisters. Mm-hmm. This is a, we, I, we, Woody Allen pretty much comes up every Sorry. single episode that we've done. Uh, yeah. So you don't, I have gone back and forth on this a few times over the years. What do you do? What's your thing with Woody now? Do you not, you, it sounds what's like you don't watch What's my personal thing? My beef I mean, with Woody I mean, Allen? I, I, <laughs> what's your, I know, I know Anna has 9-11, yeah. you have Woody Allen as your personal things. But yeah, what, are, what I are, personally, are, do you, do you, are you just like, I'm not going to, I'm not watching those movies. Yeah, I saw uh, Fallon v. Allen or Allen v. Pharaoh or whatever it was, that one. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't need to spend any more time. Like, I haven't, there's still a million movies I haven't seen. Uh-huh. So, and I've, I've seen all of his, like, big ones. I've seen all of them. Yeah. I just have no desire to revisit them because, I don't know, there's there's so much I still haven't seen. I, there's a whole catalog of Afrofuturism on the Criterion oh, yeah. channel I need <laughs> yeah. to get through. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, like, so many things I haven't seen still. Yes. Yeah. You know? So, so it's yeah. just not worth it to me. I don't think he's worth it. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. Yeah. Like his, I mean, I do feel like sort of his take on what is the world has highly influenced the idea that like New York is the only place where people have conversations (laughs) and we all do it in jazz bars (laughs) and male and female relationships should have like a 30 year age gap. Yeah. And these things that are like, I don't know if this is supporting any America that actually is kind of, it's like the, the New Yorker it came to life as a person and is like, there's no other, there's no other universe except New York. And I guess as a a lifelong California person, I mean, all of us, three of us. Take umbrage. Yeah. It's like, Hey, Mm -hmm. they actually, not only does California exist, uh, the whole rest of the country. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's aside from the other 
I don't know stuff he did. Uh, like creatively, there may be a there may be a, a bit of a limit that he has. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see the need to go back. I don't know. It just seems like what am I going to get out of it? Yeah, he's a good movie maker, but X X. You know what I mean? Asterix, asterix, asterix. Have you talked about any Woody? I mean, his movies don't. No, really we seem probably like- wouldn't cover any Woody. And I've also said we won't cover any Harry Potter. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give her any energy. I don't want to give her any attention or energy. I'm all, she's allowed to say whatever she wants and I'm right. allowed to ignore her. Yeah. She's allowed to be a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. I'm but with you I on this one. I love that the cast yeah. is, is all like, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. So the book, it's almost like, well, wait, so the books are bad, but the movie maybe cause the, it's not really, but it's like, well, the money goes to her. Yeah, the money goes to her no matter what you do. Yeah. And I just always come back to, like, you've seen everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, there are other things (laughs) to watch as opposed to, you don't have to have this debate. Just, like, move on. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like, this is pretty easy for me. Like, what are you out? (laughs) I don't get to watch Order of the Phoenix again. I think I'll live. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I probably saw that, but I don't. I think, too, that it's like, it's like, if you're looking for something that is magic, there are really interesting movies that you could probably watch that are the basis for something less good. Like, it's not like she came up with the idea of child, child magicians. <laughs> she certainly did not. No. Was that tales of earth? Ursula Gain has like a tales of earth. They like a Mia's studio Ghibli yeah, did like a tales of earthy movie, which I think yeah. is child wizards. Do not quote me if tales of earthy <laughs> is not child wizards. <laughs> well, all those, think. all those Miyazaki <laughs> movies are so. Us. Don't, I don't want to hear it. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the Ghibli Hive. Yeah. Ghibli Hive, rise up. <laughs> yeah, those movies are a whole category that we haven't really talked about on here because they're definitely for adults and for kids, both. Totally you magical, the Ghib- too. The Ghibli movies? Yeah, super magical, yeah. You want to know something mm. about me? I have not seen them. Not a one? Not a one. I, I, I have a, them. They are all in my future. They were all. I was going to do it this year. Try to watch all of them. Are you an animation fan, like in general, or just like? I would say it's not my go-to. I don't sure. like when a when a new animated film comes out. I don't rush out to see. Like I'm not a big Pixar person and stuff. Well, also to be perfectly honest, no one wants you sitting alone in a theater watching children's movies. Yeah. <laughs> all all the moms are like, thanks, thanks for not doing that for us. <laughs> we're, we're fine. <laughs> we were. Thank you so much. But in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, you could do whatever. Yeah, you sometimes I, like I watched Soul. I saw that one. And, Soul um, was nice. It was yeah, nice. nice. It was nice. I thought it was odd. I thought it. I mean, these movies are all. All the Pixar's have these little philosophies now. They all have like. I was thinking about this the other day. How like these like Pixar movies in a way like imagining growing up with the concept of like self care. <laughs> like yeah. being yeah. present and thinking about your emotions. Like this is the difference between the generations. Cause like yeah. when I remember would be, you know, 20 years first hearing the concepts of like self care being like, shut up. That's stupid. Uh-huh. What are you talking uh-huh. about? But now there's an entire generation of children raised on Pixar movies that are telling them, no, your feelings like matter and should be thought about and considered. And like, right. that's important. Like, well, I think that is a net positive probably for the world. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So in that manner, I do appreciate that as opposed to like, we had like never ending story where you just see a horse drown. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I was raised like to believe that uh, we should, uh, that a a nuclear Holocaust will happen unless we killed um, the Terminator. I mean, that's, (laughs) but that's Gorbachev. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But, but,
but but also that nothing ever dies because it comes back for sequels. Yeah, that's also in there. <laughs> I remember being shown Red Dawn in like elementary school. What? They wheeled in the TV and showed us Red Dawn. Uh, that's a good school. It was cool. <laughs> we, they showed us like Karate Kid too. Like they showed us a lot of movies. So was, you were you were going to the cinema at school. Yes, the cinema came to the classroom. <laughs> we saw Just imagining. I'm trying to think of what they showed. They showed some inappropriate. But they showed uh, Polanski's Macbeth. I remember. Uh, oh, cool. In high yeah. school, I think we watched Ordinary People. Uh, oh my god! Few. I mean, that's kind of a good idea, though. Yeah, that's pretty I heavy guess. for high schoolers. I we read like, ordinary people in high school. Yeah. I remember. And I think I think it's a better it. movie than it is a book. Honestly, not a very good. book. The book is almost like YA or something. Mm. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It would now be YA. Well, they would be vampires, also. Yeah, <laughs> like the same exact story, but they're vampires. I left my brother out in the sun, and it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly, you should go pitch that. Ordinary vampires. <laughs> oh my God. Truly? Millions of dollars. Like a real, like a, like a real dark Just family like drama. Kitchen like sink that? drama. Like yeah. What, yeah. What, how would Douglas Sirk do a, exactly. a vampire movie? <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. The um, loneliness of a long distance uh, vampire. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You could just, just put, just plug in vampire wherever you need to sell tickets. <laughs> Because people yeah. love vampire movies. Look at the success of Morbius. Does that? <laughs> did that happen? <laughs> did that know. happen? I Even I was like, I don't think I need to see that. I can skip that one. I will pretty much see anything in the theater. But then every now and then I'm like, I don't need to see that. <laughs> but did you see House of Gucci in the theater? Of course. <laughs> I, I wanted that to be so much more campy than it ultimately was. It was like sure. Jared Leto. Great. Very campy. Right. Lady Gaga. But not enough. It was a little, it was too long. Oh, for so sure. Long. But there were like fun, there was like fun within, there was fun to be. I actually lo- thought this was one of my favorite Jared Leto performances because I like seeing him Me low too. status. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was, yeah. but I think he was underdone by like the grotesque makeup didn't help, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it was hard to connect. Yeah. Just put like, just make them, you don't need to go crazy with these prosthetics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, same thing in Batman where I was yeah. like, is that also Jared Leto? I don't know who that <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> Could be anybody. <laughs> that was Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how how gay was that one? I didn't listen to that episode. The Batman. Yeah, we haven't done the Batman. Um, you haven't? No, we did Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Oh, so oh, well. Schumacher ones. Yeah, those are a lot gayer than the Batman one. That's the yeah. other thing with the Marvel, like Batman Forever. Yeah, it's like stupid, but everybody making it knows it's stupid. But also, at least it looks fun. Like it looks like a live action cartoon, as yeah. opposed to Doctor Strange, which is stupid but also looks like shit. Like some of the worst green screen you've ever seen in your life. Yes. Yeah. Of like people just like standing in front of like, uh, there's an out of focus background of something that, and it's like clear, the lighting doesn't make any, it's lighting you meant to be outdoors looks so fake. It looks mm-hmm. like the full house backyard. It's, it it <laughs> yeah. actually broke my heart. It, it kind of broke my heart because I love Sam Raimi. I know. Uh, um, I mean, I guess I like half of Sam Raimi's movies, but like. Hey, that's a good batting <laughs> average. But it's it, enough. Yeah, and the, and I really like the ones that I like, but I'm like, yes. I, I, he, he, I think he kind of, I think he got sucked into that system and couldn't. It's a hard one to overcome. Yeah, that's why at least like the DC ones, like Matt Reeves, I at least he got a, it. Felt different. It felt like a complete movie with a beginning, middle, and end. 
that's the that's damning with the faintest praise possible. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's a low bar. And Anne only saw the beginning and middle and then walked out. <laughs> I walked out. You walked out. I was like, I have not very many nights when I can go out to the sure. movies. I was sitting at the Highland Park Theater. Fun. And and I was like, you know what? It's early enough that I could go eat a taco. <laughs> I think I'm just going to leave because this is so demoralizing and, and it's just like, Hey, there's enough stuff to worry about. Then come up with like the worst universe. And it's like, yeah, what are you fighting for? Just leave Gotham. Like, that is bad when you know a movie doesn't have you when I, I start thinking about where could I go eat around here? Like when you're just thinking about restaurant options near like, the theater. It's going to be hard to get yeah. in after like when this is over, it'll be, there'll be more people. In the I restaurant. think about that in most movies, but that's just, I'm a hungry, I'm a hungry boy. Yeah. Well now you can't eat in the theater. So it's, it's like, I mean, you can, but then you have to stress about how you're, you're going to, you know, poison your family and stuff. So it's like, <laughs> Well, if it's not crowded, I feel okay. But lately, I like I like I love my favorite screen for spectacle is the IMAX at City Walk because it's it. huge, it's massive. But that mm-hmm. one's always packed, so I can't yeah. eat popcorn. I'm not comfortable eating popcorn there yet. But we had a period a few months ago, like a nice lull <laughs> where mm-hmm. I felt yeah. okay. But that that time is gone. Yeah, those days are it's, over. Those days are go. Will they come back? I mean, I also. I kind of go to the movies a lot now and, and don't worry too much, but I wear a mask the whole time. Me too. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I go at yeah. least once or twice a week. Really? Yeah. You're back. You're back full steam. Yeah. full. But I'm, you know, I got my bag of KN95 masks and it's fine. Hey, and it works well. And you have to do it for the show. So it's really like as a professional, you have to go. Yeah, I have to, even though we you don't ever really to. cover first run movies. But yeah, I have you, to. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you review uh, 110 happening. new movies a year, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting, but um, I had to do it. Speaking of which, yeah. uh, the movie today is uh, we're talking about is Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Maverick. Directed by uh, Joseph Kosinski. Yeah, this I didn't was... know that anyone directed this. I thought it was just it was just came out of the air. I just Tom Cruise out of some Scientology lab or something. <laughs> yeah, just Tom, Tom Cruise wanting it so much, it made it happen. Yeah, it's just credited to Sea Org or uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, David Miscavige. 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 Yeah, it's a uh, it's a Miscavige Miscavige production. A joint. <laughs> yeah, it's a Don Simpson Bruckheimer Miscavige. Yeah, the Don um, Simpson credit. I was like, wait, is he? He's dead. He's He's dead. He's been like dead 10, a long time. Wild life. Years? Yeah. Didn't he die in a pool? Am I making that up? He drove his car into a pool? Know. Or maybe he didn't die in the pool, but that was one of the stories about him was that he drove his car into a pool. He's got a great big life. I mean, it's Don Simpson is a whole, that's a whole other podcast is, is talking about <laughs> the, the ex- exploits of Don Simpson. Of Don Simpson. <laughs> this movie was the yeah. big Memorial Day release. It's still out and it's a, uh, it's uh, but many people are saying this is like you're, you were saying this the 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 big film, you mm. know, like the big spectacle movie, the big the one that the one that actually works. The word on the street is that Top Gun Maverick is the one that actually entertains you in the way an old school action spectacle is supposed to, like to, a summer movie used to, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, did you find that to be true? I mean, I like, thought so. Uh, Just like even from the opening minutes, like yeah, it's like. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm like kind of sick of nostalgia porn. It seems like what we're living, th- but I understand because mm-hmm. we're living through trying times. So people want to go back to comfort things. But I don't know. I th- was just like in. I even like liked the Don Simpson Jerry Bruckheimer logo. <laughs> it felt like it's so weird that like the movie is like so old fashioned that it feels fresh now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think that's a really good point. Yeah, that is exactly what it feels like. It didn't end with like a cliffhanger to like another, like a goose spinoff or something, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, Kelly McGillis right. coming back, you know, which would have been great. I want an great. angry Kelly McGillis coming back, but um, and I thought I thought it delivered like solid summer entertainment. Yeah, I don't expect it to win Best Picture, but I it wasn't supposed, it wasn't trying to. Yeah. I think setting up that it, it, that's such a good way to start a movie that it starts out and it's Tom Cruise, Maverick. I, I completely had forgotten that his name is Pete. I know. <laughs> when people called him Pete, I was like, Who's Pete? his name is Maverick. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> Pete? Do you think, do they ever just say, did he choose the name Maverick or was that given to him? Because I don't think you're allowed to choose your own call sign, right? Oh, it's like a nickname. I hope you he chose it. I guess that's the Maverick thing yeah. to do. I mean, Maverick, that's what a guy named Maverick would do. I'm going like, to choose I'm my a, own. I'm a Maverick. Yeah, yeah, what would you? What would be your, your? What's your call sign then? What would it be if you could pick it? Uh, silly goose. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but then you die. Goose, but, silly but I'm the silly goose. Silly goose. Silly goose. I don't know. That's I, I don't think you can pick it yourself. I don't think you know. I think it is threat like hangman. I don't think he chose that. Yeah, I would try to protect myself with a fatalistic call sign, like like buddy Crater. Holly. Buddy Holly. Yeah. Buddy yeah. Holly. Or like John Denver uh-huh. would be my, the would be my call. Carol yeah. Lombard. That would be. <laughs> Patsy. Patsy Klein. Mm-hmm. Patsy yeah. Klein. That would also work. The Big Bopper. Mm-hmm. You could just keep adding all the people that La were Bamba. on Bamba. There you go. Yeah. Man, really, yeah. celebrities just shouldn't fly. I guess you just shouldn't fly. In the, I mean, I think what we learned was the little planes. Well, John Denver, that was like an experimental plane, wasn't it? Like he was like into like crazy like gliders and like he was doing like Maverick stuff. He was testing out some glider that didn't have an engine. I think he buzzed Ed Harris and then died. (laughs) (laughs) Poor John Denver. That's 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 not a genre of music I've gotten into. But uh, at some point, you know, I was tried out just last night in my shuffle came up John Denver's Some Days Are Diamonds. Uh-huh. Some days are coal, some days are stone. I forget the other half, but it's a nice song. Check it out. Some days are diamonds by John Denver. <laughs> Everyone check it. I think it was in Logan Lucky. Oh, <laughs> did not like that movie. Mm-mm. I Mm-mm. the only thing I remember is that John Denver song was in it. I hope that wasn't the song that turns you against the movie. No, what got me about the movie is I have this this hang up about liberals making movies that just make conservatives mad pointlessly. And it's like, they're already, okay, they're already scary. Let's not make fun of them and make them say, yeah, see, look what, look what the liberals are doing. They, they suck. We should buy more guns and QAnon is real. Like, I I don't like that whole like kind of flippant. So you weren't a fan of Adam McKay's vice then (laughs) or anything he's done. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) That one I was, I was, I did not find that to be plausible or fun to watch. <laughs> no, that was bad. As I remember advice when the fake credits started. I was like, oh, good. It's already over. I was like, what? This is fake? God, fuck you, movie. I was like so relieved. It was like, oh, this thing flew like, right oh, by. God, we get to leave. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. I mean, the movie could have just been one shot of Christian Bale with a big belly. And then. 
It is done. one of these things that mm. feels like a funnier die. If you don't remember the yeah. like, uh, what was the Johnny Depp funnier die thing? The Trump film. Yeah, yeah. sometimes these feels like these yeah. are becoming like movies now. Like yeah, with the House of Gucci makeup and all that stuff, it almost feel like that aesthetic is yeah. becoming a movie. It, it's almost like yeah. the, you remember. Did you ever see W? The Josh Brolin. Uh, I did. Uh, th- that yeah. is like I think that was like the one that broke the dam of like now that's just a movie. Like we can make a movie about the sitting president with no yeah. actual like reflection on the on any of it. I mean, Vice is a very um, I would say it's a it is it's it's a well researched movie, but it does have this attitude at the. I always think about the scene at the end where it's like it steps out into the meta thing where it's like they're the movie you just watch is being focus grouped. And then there's oh, like yeah. these people in like whatever tank tops going like it wasn't as good as a Fast and Furious movie or whatever. And you're like, oh, uh, right. so this is. See, I didn't make it to that part, but that I really don't like. <laughs> yeah, Because also it wasn't as good as a Fast and Furious <laughs> movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> If you think about what they're both setting out to accomplish, I would say Fast and Furious movies are, on average, more successful than a Vice yeah. movie. I, I yeah, I would probably say so. And they're more. And those about, things aren't mutually exclusive either. No, no, and they yeah, no, they do tell us more about family. I don't, That's I don't, true. I don't like the sort of this the snooty liberal thing. I yeah. just feel like it's counterproductive. It's like be a liberal, and part of that is being kind and Showing understanding, empathy right? To people who are not like you, right? You're being, you're being like. A conservative by being liberal so hard? Yeah, you're just being real uh, narrow-minded. Yeah, you're like, mm, I don't hang out with anyone who doesn't go to the, you know, the good coffee shop. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> shut up! Like, you go to Starbucks, you're you're bad. Like, please, just <laughs> people have different amounts of money, okay? Oh, I hope it's I hope it's not bad to go to Starbucks because I'm yeah. there all the time. Ryan, you're bad. I guess I'm a bad guy. <laughs> oh, I should join problem. the bad guys. Another bad animated, guys. that animated film. Probably. Yes, I, I have. Uh, there, that is that swept the school. There were a bunch of kids that got to go to the movies and see the bad guys. Oh, there was an outbreak of uh, the bad guys. The there bad guys, because it's a oh. it's a comic book for kids, and I. I was like, you know what? As much as I want to take her to the movies, we're going to wait till the vaccine. So I did take one of my nephews when he was like four to his or no, three, maybe to his first movie. I took him (gasps) to see like Rugrats in Paris. Oh, my God. Amazing. (laughs) He liked it. And then I took him to see like an Ice Age movie. And Uh like 45 minutes into it, he turned to me. He's like, can we go? And I said, absolutely. (laughs) We are out of (laughs) here. Yes. Yes. Fully. You could go when every that's part of going to the movies. You can leave whenever you want. That's a great lesson yeah, to learn. Like I did with the Batman. I turned to myself. Yeah. <laughs> you finished your popcorn. Let's get out of here. So are you trying to uh influence this child to like better movies? All, always. I do bring home now, now they're older, they're in their 20s now, but I brought home, like last Christmas, I brought home one of my favorite schlocky 80s horror movies called Death Spa, uh-huh. which is one of the best <laughs> schlock. It's like a, a ghost haunting the hottest fitness club in Hollywood, set uh-huh. in like 1987. Ooh. So. Uh, I showed it to my nephews and they loved it. And I was so proud. <laughs> they got it. They got it. So I'm also the only person in my family who likes horror movies. Like growing up, nobody else liked horror. I was, so I had to like do it on my own. I had to figure it out, all that stuff out on my own. Oh, um, wow. But now I'm glad my nephews are into it too. So you're, you're spreading the gospel. I'm spreading the gospel of a good horror movie. That's good. Although one want- of my earliest movie memories is like, 
I was like seven or something. We were like driving to my uncle's house in Nevada in the desert and around Christmas time. So it was like pitch dark. They were living on a house like with no one else around. Uh, and we get there and then we put on poltergeist and there's like 12 of us watching poltergeist with the lights off. And then I stick this and I thought it was like so terrifying, but fun. But then I remember my mom made a joke about like a a corpse comes out of a coffin and my mom goes, Oh, nice pearls. And then I was like, (laughs) wait, we can make jokes during movies. (laughs) This is incredible. That is like one of my favorite movie memories. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good time. Classic. That's a good time. Sounds like your moms might've gotten, had a good time at the movies together. She does. I've, she doesn't like scary, like, she doesn't like suspense or anything. Like, like the first Lord of the Rings where, like, an orc gets his head cut off, that was too much. Oh, she yeah. doesn't like violence. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. I do have, when, when your family can get together and kind of dump on a movie, that is one of the... So fun. It's one of my... I, there's two movies I remember growing up. One was renting the movie Congo. <laughs> sure. And the other was <laughs> Mr. Holland's Opus. And dump it uh, on Mr. Holland's elbows. You those guys are brutal. The, those are they. They are some of the fondest memories of my family at that in that time. D- sort of difficult years, but I remember yeah. like at least we could bond and take a and shit on Mr. Holland's opus for two hours <laughs> and mm-hmm. laugh our heads off. It was really that's so. It funny. was a good time. What a funny movie. That was yeah. like earnest, <laughs> <a movie> schlocky, <laughs> feel good thing. It, that's the kind of movie where another family is like, but that's. That's the movie we watch every year. Oh, yeah. I've Have seen you heard since... the opus? Oh, oh, it's really. You got to hear what? the opus. It's, it's a... busy. I feel like the opus is a little busy. The I secret is that the the opus is not good. That's what yeah, it's like. The, it's the, the dance in Save the Last Dance is actually bad. And the opus is actually yeah. bad also. <laughs> There's also a bad at the end of Tim Burton's Another Johnny Depp thing, uh, Alice in Wonderland, where they're talking about the Mad Hatter does this like kooky dance at the end. And then you uh-huh. see it and just like. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like nothing. <laughs> yeah, like you, you kind of, you led us to believe this was going to be a lot kookier than it actually was. <laughs> this ain't that kooky. Well, we're back to Johnny Depp. We came fully back. <sighs> well, Johnny Depp is not in Top Gun Maverick. Unless he no. was one of the bad guys underneath the helmet. That he might have been, been in the Could've unnamed been. country. This, this is all the yeah. talk of the, this is the talk of the town. The country's unnamed. No one knows what country uh, Very unnamed. Well, in the first unnamed. one, it's unnamed. But in this one, it's, it's, it's ruthlessly unnamed. I think at the very end, they should have been like, we did it. We beat Russia. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Ukraine, you're safe now. But see, my theory <laughs> is that they are doing that. I think that Uh-oh. in some countries they are doing, they're like, yeah, take that Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Oh, the they're very, flipping it? Like they're like somewhere they're dubbing, <laughs> they're being like, yeah, take that Korea. Oh, they're playing they're both playing sides. China. Yeah, oh, I see. exactly. Yeah, that's a smart move. I mean, truly, I think that's why they did it because a movie, a movie like this has to have great international appeal, I'm sure. Because they'll, be, they'll, they'll, they'll have it in places where it's dubbed. Yeah. And there's no reason why they couldn't just like throw in a little... <laughs> Throwing a little, yeah, a little, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, they, uh, you know, what they do call out specifically is uh, San Diego, California, where you're, uh, you grew up a little bit. A uh, part of yes. your, uh, your, uh, your upbringing was in San Diego, and in Fighter Town, USA. Mm, what Fighter do you, Town. what do you, what do you have to, what do you remember about Fighter Town, USA? <laughs> well, not that it's called Fighter Town, USA. <laughs> oh, I never heard anyone say that. I, I do remember growing up and uh, most of the time that I was growing up, I, I didn't live in San Diego proper. I lived in uh, the desert near San Diego and uh, the there would be fighter pilots who would practice 
in the valley that we grew up in and they would go so low to the ground just like they do in this movie uh on these training runs and you could actually see the pilots in the cockpit wow they were so low and that was it's funny watching this movie i was like oh yeah that i guess that is unusual for people but (laughs) i think when i saw top gun i was like i was still living out there probably and it was it was like well that seems like a pretty like it Typical wasn't that day. surprising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that surprising. And then the like the Blue Angels were a big thing in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of that that whole like close to the close to the military, the former military base um when I did live in San Diego. I just like the 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 San Diego-ness of this movie that that I think that the 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 love interest, I think she lives in La Jolla. Looks like she lives in La Jolla. She had a real Nicholas Sparks vibe to me. She I thought really she was almost did. more like she's into like sweaters and white pants. You know, I thought she was like more like Maine, like East Coast, like yeah. Cabot Covey. Yeah, like, but but too it much, was driving distance. Too many layers so. for yeah. for San Diego. Yeah, well, in La Jolla that could fly because it's a, it's so, so coastal. You could be, but it just caught, it was like oh that's sort of like the the fancier part of the city. Or- I've always been curious about fleet weeks because it just sounds like there's a lot of hot guys in sailor suits. I, that sounds apparently, fun. yes. <laughs> You've never experienced a fleet week? They don't have that in San Diego? I'm sure they do. I, I th- I, I'm sure that they do. Is I'm, it like I'm it sure. is on Sex in the City? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, I've never experienced any of the things that happen in Sex and the City. <laughs> so I'm You've never had a Cosmo? You know what? I think I might have had a Cosmo one time. Oh, wow. Uh, but I've never had brunch with four ladies or three ladies. <laughs> well, right now you're on, a, you're on a Che Diaz-style podcast. That's-, That's true. Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. Wow. Che. I like... There's a thing I've noticed. It was in the trailer for Bros, which I'm looking forward to seeing the Billy mm-hmm. Eichner, like, rom-com. But whenever they show podcasts and, like, movies or TV, there's never, like, a focus to the podcast. It's always just like, <laughs> I'm just talking. Like, right. <laughs> there's never, like, a take or, like, a specific lane they're covering. It's just general chatter. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. It's whatever yeah. pertains to the plot. It's like, yeah. and, and, that's ro- and that's romance this week. Uh, I hope you find yeah. romance in life later on. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, and they're always they've always processed it immediately. It's always out, I'm done and it's out. It's just yeah, it's like I press the button and then it's out there. And then the like the, the how much money people make from podcasts. Right? They never show them on Instagram like, "Oh, I got to make another post." <laughs> right? What do like, I say that I haven't already said 100 times? Like you went to the you went you went to like the podcast studio and you pitched a show and now you have an income. Yeah. Like, I wonder if like podcasts will look as like dated as like when you see like early internet in a movie, you know, like the net, how they show like how the internet works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that kind of, I wonder if like how podcasting is represented will look dated 10 years from now. I think about this with masks actually, because now we're moving into a realm of like where there's still not really masks in movies that are being or contemporary <laughs> things that are being made. And it's like yeah. people wear masks still like, 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 or is it just, are we going to look back on it and go like, yeah, that whole period just was not properly like you have to kind of eventually pull the trigger on like yeah this is part of reality like that was like in um and 
did you guys, well, you haven't had a Sex in the City experience, but did you see, and just like that, they were talking about like post pan, well, the pan, yes. when the pandemic ended, yes. but then yeah. whenever they would cut to like an interior restaurant scene, the characters would be in the middle of the room and then every extra was like 20 <laughs> feet away from yeah. them. Like a restaurant in Manhattan that I have never, ever seen where you are always crammed <laughs> together. But clearly they're like, no extras, you must stay 15 feet away from <laughs> yes. our top tier talents. <laughs> Yes. Well, well, clearly it was a pandemic them, shoot, even though they're talking about it post-pandemic. Yes. Well, but that, that's the thing. It's for Carrie, the pandemic's over. Right. Well, she yeah. views everything through that Carrie lens, doesn't she? Yeah. That show was a train wreck. Absolutely. But I watched it all. Me too. And I can't wait for season two. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait for how they, they try to keep having text messages from it's just a like ghost <laughs> yeah she's so she's a ghost and you're just going to keep talking about Wait, you hate each other like personal shopper oh like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, except it's samantha oh okay. sassy yeah. samantha yeah you haven't seen it but it's like she's not on the show but they just have her texting and saying like she's not ready to hang out yet and stuff oh okay it's very oh, strange she's, okay, it's, it's really okay. funny speaking of um Texting? Of, there's of, texting of in texting. Well, there, there is some is, texting in Topka. Very interesting texting. <laughs> uh, who's typing? I I don't know who's typing. Uh, it's Iceman Ice and Maverick. Oh yes, Ice yeah. is typing. Ice, 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 is, Ice typing. is typing. Yes, it says Ice is typing, and I don't know what app that is. Is it WhatsApp? <laughs> yeah. Is that what it's using? I don't know. I feel like they're not allowed to show real apps. Or I think it's some, some probably some Navy thing. Um, what do we, uh, Val Kilmer's appearance in this movie? Uh, I think is a very is actually a very touching, nice scene. I thought it was moving. Yeah, yeah. We're um, always rooting for Val, right? I feel like aren't we rooting yeah. for Val Kilmer? I think we all Let's like see, why Val. Not? I think yeah. he was great filmography. Oh yeah, great filmography. I think he was notoriously difficult in the day. All's forgiven now. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Val. <laughs> yeah, had an attitude on some set. He was in um, Top Secret and The Doors. Yes. That's range. He was in Top Secret yeah. and Top Gun. Two top movies. Yeah. He's the top. He's the top. He's the top. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's a top, I've heard. <laughs> I do think that it was spoiled. By the way, this is a spoiler conversation. Who cares? Who this. Cares? Uh, I did think it was weird he dies in this movie. Yes. It's almost like they did the same thing in, I saw the new Downton Abbey movie the day before, and they, spoiler, they do the same thing with Maggie Smith, where they kill off her character, and there's a funeral. But it also felt like a preemptive funeral, like, well, let's shoot this now before they actually die and we don't have it. You know what I mean? Sorry, did I just ruin that movie for you guys? No, I don't, no. I don't know anything. I'm not no. going to feel But it's like a preemptive, let's do some preemptive mourning. Let's lock it in our mourning now <laughs> for the inevitable. It's so str- It was just weird seeing that happen back to back. Yeah, so you take the character that people like a lot and you kill them instead of one of the young nonsense characters like Miles Teller that we don't care about. That was what I thought. I was like, I, I, I understand it's I understand it's a military movie, so somebody has to die in the movie. But it was it was very strange to watch a military mission movie where no one dies on the mission. Yeah, I thought like Bob and Phoenix were a goner at that one point during oh, those yeah. training exercises. Bob, get Bob. Bob would have been a great guy to die because <laughs> no. he was likable. <laughs> Bob was so likable, but to me, I was saying to Ryan that it was like, um, it was like a character. It was like one of the guys who makes SNL shorts. They always look like Bob. Like just um, uh, wieners. 
Yeah. <laughs> just like a, just just it's like, like a yeah. little dork. Just little yeah. dorks, but it's like it's like a, like a little power dork kind of where it's like, yeah, yeah. you're a big dork, but you can my get girls. My dad's rich. <laughs> yeah, like my dad's yeah. very rich. He knows some people. He got me into the military. When Lauren retires, they're thinking of giving the show to Bob, actually. That was the Yeah, oh, I think so. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know what? He's just he what he did go to Harvard. But no, just Bob so. just has the sensibility to to, to continue <laughs> yeah. the show. I trust Bob, and you know. Gonna... So he's asking for the fictional character from yeah. Tom Gunn. Right, to take over. <laughs> Bob's doing update now. Um, yeah. He's uh, such a sharp comedic mind. But yeah, I feel like he couldn't die because he was so uh, obviously like the little. Um, like the groundhog or whatever from the animated movie. He was like, he was like our, our comic relief. And if he died, then there would be nothing. Sure. That's why he couldn't go. Yeah, I did. I was surprised that looking back, especially because the first one has such like a notable, like big impactful death, but maybe they just felt like, well, we can't recreate that. I don't know. Well, because I think this movie, that was the big impactful death in this movie too. True. It's like, God, he never got over that ever, even a little. Oh yeah. We're talking about Goose, the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's haunts the movie. He really does. It's like he, at the beginning of the movie, Tom Cruise is is living in the Mojave Desert testing airplanes and all the only family photos he has up really are of him and Goose. The only family photos he has up are stills from the 1986 motion picture <laughs> Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's a big film now. He loves going to those stores on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> like sell like my And they're signed by Goose. It's incredible. It's so strange. <laughs> Yeah. That that element of like he really has been he really has been in this kind of stuck in this not it doesn't even seem like guilt he's just grieving or just like alone I guess when the director yeah. pitches to Tom Cruise is like Maverick's still Maverick but he's alone mm-hmm. he has nobody yeah. he doesn't have his wingman no wingman doesn't have what's her face from the first one I was never like a huge fan of the first one like I liked it but it never like was that big a deal to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I thought this one, I liked it so much more. Maybe just because like the action sequences were so much more impressive. Yeah, they're great. I'm they're really with great. you because uh, I'm not a Top Gun fan. And um, I actually kind of like only watch it in bits and pieces. And then in preparation for this movie, watched it and I was like, this is a little boring. But the, <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> Maverick is a vast improvement. I mean, there's, we can talk quibbles all day, but a vast improvement, sure. just like uh, entertainment value wise just yeah and it just like all felt like it felt less like a action warm it felt more like a sports movie to me yeah yeah and just like hey we got this squad we're training and then now's the big game well and there's it's very satisfying and a little star wars (laughs) a little star wars the mission the mission is basically star wars and i also think a secret mission impossible movie because well, we got Christopher McQuarrie. We well, got McQuarrie yeah. there, and there's the scenes where they lay out like very clearly, like here's what we need to do. We need yeah. to get the thing into here. They do yes. that like, several times. Like here's the here's the, here's the yes. CG simulation of it. Here's the with well, the graph of how it plays out. And there's literally a scene. Literally, I don't. I hate saying that. There's there's a there's a moment where Phoenix, one of my favorite of the young the the younger class, Top Gun, the next generation. Sure. She mm-hmm. says she's she like here's the plan, and she's like. Is this even achievable? And I'm like, achievable? Uh-huh. You mean possible? 
And you don't want to say possible because that's the other movie that he's in. But <laughs> that's basically a line that would be a Mission Impossible. Or do you like the Mission? I love the recent. I love Mission the Mission I think they're such yeah. perfect yeah. entertainments for what oh. they are. The plotting is nonsense. But when I get home, I put on the subtitles and like, <laughs> oh, I guess it does. Like, I think the plotting, the scripting of it is like, they seem so difficult. Because clearly they have set pieces and then they figure out everything else as they're going. Like, that's what the directors said. Like, it's like a running thing. Like, they don't have it all figured out. But I think oh. it's like they're little like clockwork masterworks they end up being. I they think end up just being, really, yeah. They're figuring it out as they go along. But they've they said beats? like, because they, they come up, they have to come up with these action sequences so far ahead of time and do training and all. Like, it takes so much longer to execute these like crazy action sequences that that takes uh -huh. longer than the script writing. Oh, so then they have to re sort of reverse engineer. Like, yeah. why is that explosion yeah, happening? Yeah, <laughs> so funny. But it's a, it's a, it's crazy that it works at all. But I think yeah. the last like four, everything past three, I think has been like amazing. I think uh, I, I, I agree with you. It's my favorite. It's actually the only franchise that actually really yeah. works for me every single time. Everything because they're complete in they're complete movies in and of themselves. Well, in that face thing, that pretending to be people, like where you're never sure if it's the person you're really the talking to. The masks are great. I think the so ensemble, good. the fact that it's a team and it's not just like one guy. And also, I think this is the Tom Cruise brand now of like practical stunts. Like we're really yeah. doing these stunts, yes. which is also the thing that carries over to Top Gun is like we are really flying these planes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think yeah. that is also maybe more the, that's now become like the Tom Cruise brand is like actual, he clearly a lunatic. <laughs> and like has yeah. made some poor choices, but he like wants to entertain. He wants you to get your money's worth out of like going to the movie. Like you're seeing oh. something real that you can't see. A TV show would never do this, you know. Oh no, it's we something made this movie only for the you. movies Possible. can do. Real F14s. We made this movie for you. And we're, we're glad you came to see. <laughs> yes. Okay. Did you did you see the film with the intro? There was an intro. I didn't get um, the intro. You know, oh my a, god. Uh, I got that good? and Nicole Kidman. Well, uh, we love Nicole Kidman. I'm one of the ones clapping when it starts. Yeah, I love, yeah, it's the greatest thing happened. What an That's, arc that yeah. thing's had. It started, we were like, what the fuck is this? And now we're like, how dare you boo this? Oh, it's the, <laughs> it's the reason You're to in go. our church. Don't do that. I like it's becoming like its own mini Rocky horror. Because now I've heard when people say, the, at the end, she goes like, we're movies are blah, blah, blah. Because here... Dot dot dot. They are. You say they are right before she says they are. Oh, I see oh. that empty because there's such a long gap there. That's another uh, Rocky Horror element of it. Wow, <laughs> I've been. I've not done. I've not experienced that. I've experienced a lot of clapping. Almost every every yeah. showing has clapping at it now. Yeah, Maya was really startled by the the lack of clapping because I went to see it. Uh, well, Ryan and I went to see it together uh, at 10 a.m. And and I was like, the theater has enough people in it. They're yeah. just not clapping and cheering and being engaged with it. And then I I did a little whoop and I felt like a crazy person. No, you were the only sane person in that theater. <sighs> yeah, you got a whoop during yeah. this. It's like, you why are whoop. you here then? Are you here to learn about planes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if so, I don't think you're coming away disappointed. <laughs> like, I, I didn't think... learn that much about planes. <laughs> well, I learned cool, about I planes that they go to a 10 <laughs> And sometimes they explode and sometimes they don't. And I don't really know like what the 10 is. <laughs> yeah. But there's the first one they're doing testing a plane to yeah. see if it can get to 10. And that's a different 10 than the 
then the oh wait the, no the first ten was Mach ten right that's Mach speed. ten and then oh, yeah. and then the other one is is ten G forces yes yeah. these are all r- brands but, of razors but they made it both ten I think so you'd be like oh they're getting to ten that's a big deal <laughs> that's yeah yeah if we learn from Spinal Tap that's a yes big deal. There's, yes there's- and then he was like I'm gonna take it to eleven and then you know the plane exploded no. <laughs> my audio I see it I saw it in. Uh, the CityWalk IMAX. And one thing I've learned about CityWalk, now they do like screenings, like everything at like a multiplex will be just the big movie now. But mm-hmm. for the IMAX ones, the CityWalk ones, you have to, I have to buy those. Like if I want to see a movie in the IMAX screen opening weekend, I have to get my tickets like three weeks ahead of time. Like right now, I already have my tickets for Jurassic World. Oh, IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing about that I like is that people also, everyone else in the theater did the same thing. Yeah. So people are like genuinely excited to see the movie. And it, to me, it's like the closest I go to, to like seeing a sports game because like people are like invested and clapping. Yeah. And even if I don't like the movie, it's still fun to hear those reactions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and it seems like your AMC membership is sort of like a... Uh, like a version of uh, season tickets. Classism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm better than everybody else. Yeah. I, whenever yeah. they do the A-list ad in the theater, I stand up and wave to everybody. You're just like, <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, you're like, hey, it's, a, it's actually a really good deal, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should really look at it. If you want to talk to me later, I'll be around. And there was one thing when I watched this, when I saw it, they was like a rant. One of the opening credits was like, co-producer Peter David or whatever and like seven people who was back went woo and I was like <laughs> oh they're like friends I was like oh so they're laughing at everything yeah oh, a yeah. little bit of perform. you know sometimes you get a performative audience yeah yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah they're like I get it I get it especially <laughs> at like anything having to do with NPR or KCRW <laughs> and you have comedy involved and it's like <laughs> I get it <laughs> Remember when Maverick had that NPR tote bag when he just came into the <laughs> briefing? <laughs> they should give out a, a Oscars for uh, the audience. That's a sketch right there, Mark. That's there a sketch go. I'm going to pitch you. Yeah. Well, if yeah. I was, if I was, you're you're a man that's written a million sketches. What, what do sure. you think about that sketch? I the think best that's audience, funny. the the most performative laugh goes to a friend of so the producer. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then okay. the in memoriam. Audience mm-hmm. members who've like choked on food or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The audience awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. At, I mean, it, if go I ever back wrote, in time. if I was ever going to write another sketch in my life, I would write that one. Um, yeah, I remember. When's the last time really... you wrote a sketch? Uh, probably not that long ago. I don't know. Last year. <laughs> oh. But I remember you wrote a sketch that I thought was so funny. That was it was about a a book festival and the way that people ask a question that has that isn't really a question it's just telling you about how they've self-published a novel oh yeah the lead the long yeah that that like q a where it's just like i'm advertising myself yeah very funny yeah i remember ryan's hanky code sketch oh yeah classic i've written a lot of sketches yeah. Okay. I've written, these are I've, written, I've written a few sketches. Why can't I get, yeah, where, that's why, where, that's why can't how, I get that's... a fucking job is the question. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I maybe you. the, the, the Hakey Code uh, could have a show on Peacock. There you go. Oh, Ryan, do you ever, or both of you, do you ever feel like, oh, I don't want to be, sometimes there's a, or like on Letterboxd, but you feel like, oh, people aren't going to comment a negative review on this movie because like friends worked on it? Yes. yes. Well, yeah. uh, I yes, I, well, I, here's my trick: is I stopped rating new movies at all. 
because if you rate, if you, if you, I don't, well, you I know one, the, the, you got to rate them all because, kind of because I've, I've seen a few movies that are made by friends. And if you don't rate them five stars, it's like, why did you, that's just an, a bad move to not rate it five stars. And if you rate one person's movies, five stars, then why are you not rating my movie five stars? And it gets into this whole thing. So now just contemporary movies, I just uh, have to stop rating, you, but you rate, you rate contemporary. movies. I can't help it. I feel like if I don't rate, then like, it's like, if I just put, I've watched it that it's like it seems like well clearly you hated it right yes yeah yes yeah. so yeah so you you sort of I have mean, clearly to. Yes. yeah <laughs> and then, and i'm sure you know people involved in the movies and stuff and it's like you got it's just a weird it's a weird thing a yeah but also, I, yeah but it's hard to like what does my one little review matter ultimately I think it's just and like, do you know. really think yeah. I thought your movie was the greatest film I've ever seen? That's my thing on this yeah, show. You probably too. tell them. Right? I, I am like, I want to engage. I am in, I am watching your movie and I am talking about it seriously and considering it. That is, that means that I'm actually thinking about this. I'm not, yeah. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure. There's only one movie we've talked about on this show. I'm not going to say which one it was. It was a movie where I, tangentially might know some of the people involved or whatever. Mm. And I didn't, and I kind of, there were things I didn't like about it that I didn't talk about so much. Yeah. And I kind of mm. had to bite my tongue about it because I was like, this is just weird to <laughs> yeah. say, I'm not going to say which one it is. If you can guess, you, you win a free t-shirt. Was written wow. on the win. Just tell everyone you know Douglas Sirk. Wow. It's okay. Old family friends. But do you have do you have that do you have that on your show where you're like, you're like, uh like, oh, I, I just I can't quite check. Um. Yeah. I mean, I try not to be outright rude to people if they're like <laughs> on the show itself. But uh, I just try to be honest, but kind. I guess you know. But also, like, mm -hmm. what is like? Oh, I got to be honest about this movie that no one will remember two years from now. Like, who cares? Just like I, I generally will just take the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I cop out. I guess I'm a I'm a sham. I'm a sellout. But you rate. You rate. That's a very courageous. That's that's a difficult stance to be like. I'm gonna rate it. Here we go. I'm right. I'm going to rate it. Buckle up, bitches. But well, I guess it's better that someone's talking about it, though. Honestly, if it's if you know, if it's if it's if you're talking about it, you're promoting it on some level, even if you say yeah. you don't like it. I mean, I did like I have friends of friends involved in Sonic, too. And I gave that one and a half stars. I thought that was terrible because your friends was Sonic. <laughs> My friends are Sonic. And I'm very close with Tails. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I'm Sonic 2? I, no, like just Sonic. Yeah. I'm like, I know Sonic the Hedgehog exists and I know there was a thing with the teeth. And teeth? I, but, yeah, where they originally designed him with these weird human teeth. Oh, the CGI, uh, yeah. the movie one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the extent of my understanding about Sonic. And it's that's all you need to know. Yeah, You're not missing probably, much. Probably that's it. <laughs> but it's just like, you know that it's not. I don't think anybody working on it thinks it is a great film. Apparently not. It was also two hours. I thought that Sonic was all about speed. I know. Oh, speed yeah. Up. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two hours. Right. Yeah. It's good moving, Sonic. I've always said movies should either be 90 minutes or three hours. I uh, like that idea. I think yeah. that's really, that is, I agree with that. I think there's two hours and 18 minutes nonsense. No, it's too like, much. What? You could have cut. That. You know. You, you know who makes a nice. Uh, unfortunately, who makes a nice ninety-minute movie? <laughs> no, Woody. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he's got the right idea about it. Yeah, but yeah, the short movies. I'm trying to think. Of, yeah, I think that's like kind of a John Waters rule or something. Like a short, a shorter film. Yeah, two hours ten is an excruciating. This movie actually Whoa. does have yeah. kind of an excruciating. How long was Top? I thought it went by pretty quick, honestly. 
I, I thought yeah, it went by good. Over two hours. When I saw two thirteen, I was like, "This is going to be. A, this might get slow." And it actually moves. It moves really well. I yeah, yeah, because I think they have they have multiple sequences where you're they're trying to beat the clock, and that ticking yeah. clock is so effective. I mean, there's an element in this story that that. <laughs> John Hamm is an old fuddy-duddy. Oh yeah, who is actually definitely younger than Tom Cruise, but, but he's like, oh, yeah. you can't do this. We're gonna we're gonna give up on this project. And then on the screen in front of his his students, it just comes up on the screen that he's gonna do the run and prove that it's possible to do. And it's it's uh, he's like, oh well, I guess I guess it is possible. Darn it! <laughs> but that element is so movie. It's like. What are you? There's a lot. It's like the dean at college. Yeah. Like the dean in a college movie or something. <laughs> this is most untoward. Something, you you know. can't do that. And then, yeah. how are we seeing this? What is this? <laughs> but doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There, there. He's proving it can be done, yeah. but only by him. Yeah. I guess because you got like exciting action sequences, and then when those aren't happening, you you have Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise, and then like some of the most attractive people ever put on film. You're yeah. talking about the new class? This, uh, the new class. The, the new class. The, we got Phoenix. We got Hangman. We got uh, Bob. We got uh, who else? There's We um, got the guy from Insecure. Fanboy. <laughs> Fanboy. Uh, Rooster. Yeah. Cyclone. Warlock. Who's our number one? Okay, this is- I liked Hangman. Hangman. I thought he was a lot of fun. I think Hangman's a lot of fun, too. Who mm-hmm. do you think is going to have the biggest career- who, oh, that's who, a good one. Who in, I think this Glenn Powell as Hangman. I think he really pops in this because he does play like such an asshole, but I still like liked him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's a break. I, I think it's a good bro for. I think it's a. I think he'll. he'll so he looks like this. a Greek god or something. He's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> was, that was my yeah. big problem. Like the football scene, they're obviously doing another homo. This one was definitely less homoerotic than the first one. Yeah, because funny. there's the football scene, but the song in the first one it's like playing with the boys, which they're just mm-hmm. doubling down. But in this one, it's like anonymous, One Direction, like "Hey, get out of my way" or whatever. I don't even know what it's yeah. called. But it, there's nothing homoerotic in those lyrics, and there's mm-hmm. also no talk. The first one was always things like, "Oh, I can't wait to," I'll you know, I'll ram it up your tailpipe, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the macho posturing. There's none of that in this one. No, I don't. Uh, this maybe you might talk about this movie on on Two Old Queens at some point. And, and have to have to evaluate it. You have a very if, if, if you do if you don't know this show, this your show has an almost Byzantine um, <laughs> uh, system of rating about about like a, forty different categories, a, t- a ton of different categories. Yeah. which it would take all day to talk about it in terms of like and talk about this movie on, and, and that rating system. I did not think that this was a particularly uh, gay movie. No, c- considering that the so. original is like one of the. If we are to believe Quentin Tarantino in his "Sleep with Me," uh, uh, his right. infamous "Sleep with Me" rant, uh, it, it's following one of the one of the gayest Hollywood films. Uh, I mean, it's definitely like well, I don't know if it's, it's definitely not. The, we actually reviewed the first one, mm-hmm. um, and that is only uh, it's a sixty nine point forty two percent gayness. So, <laughs> so where does out of that? All the movies we've done, it's the fifty sixth the gayest. Okay. Not as gay so as Who Framed gay. Roger Rabbit, <laughs> but gayer than the Muppets Take Manhattan. Wait, not as gay as Who Framed Roger? Wait. Yeah. Wow. Well, Top Gun has a 69.42. Who Framed Roger Rabbit has a 70.38. A lot of that is Jessica doing heavy lifting. You know, a campy. And yeah. It's also uh-huh. campier. Yeah. I would say Roger Rabbit is a lot campier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You could do more drag out of Roger Rabbit than you could out of Top Gun. But Top Gun is more homoerotic. Yeah. I, I was I was 
frustrated with this movie that it it ostensibly does have romance in it, but yes. it's the it's like the only actual romance is between Tom Cruise and planes. <laughs> yes. He's Wait, like the guy that married the woman that married the Eiffel Tower or something like that. It's like so yeah, it's like, My strange obsession of DLC yes, exactly. or something. The guy who eats couch cushions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he sees the F-18 later. He's like, my baby, or the F-14 or whatever it is. Yeah. My long-lost love is back. Yeah, brings well, it, I mean, maybe he's yeah. like, but these are fifth gen fighters. I was like, they that's said that Star a Wars. Lot. Yeah, fifth gen that's fighters. Star Wars. I don't know what. What? So you're saying the American military doesn't have good planes now? I believe it. Apparently they don't. Look, we yeah. skimp. We skimp too much. We cut the we cut the military budget, and now we got to fight fifth gen fighters. Well, with but our also, there's fighters. no there's no dogfight. I don't think dogfights happen anymore. Like, who are we? Who are America's enemies that have fighter jets? Nobody. I don't think really. they no. do. It's and at the drones. very beginning of it's the movie, all... they're like, we're going to do everything with drones now. And it's like, uh, yes, Pro- yeah. probably. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's also, there's less loss of human life, I would think. Right. I mean, I all this drone so... warfare is disgusting. We can all admit yes. that. I think yes, it's awful yes. and a, a, a pox on our culture. Yes. But um, it does, it was weird they never mentioned that. Like, oh, well, less pilots will die. Yeah. They never well, mentioned be- that. Because yeah. if fewer pilots die, then what would Tom Cruise have been doing for 30 years if he doesn't right. have goose to mourn? And I think there was, he, he says something in there about like, yeah, you're going to lose a wingman and you'll never forget it. And it's like, I don't know if these people will. Uh, you know? they, they will no, forget it? They probably no, I mean, I don't, I don't think no. they will lose a wingman because oh, the, right, way right, right, that, right. The, the way that it's depicted is like, well, they just fly so fast and so well that. And it all works out. That, War doesn't exist for them. Yeah, I think the the line should have been, "You will, uh, you will uh, bomb a wedding, uh, <laughs> right? You will, uh, you will pilot like a drone. crashers. Yeah, you will crash yeah. a wedding with a bomb. It's fun. Owen Wilson strapped to your jet. <laughs> oh my god! But there is that part of it in the movie that it's so it's so kind of like neutral. Yeah, I don't even come away thinking it's like that patriotic. In the, you know, no. it's not even about yeah. America in the end. It's more about like just these crazy pilots. Like in some way, yeah. it's like so removed from any politics yeah. that it's hard to come away thinking like, obviously it's like military propaganda, but it's like feels less propaganda than like the first one. Yeah, it feels I, I, like yeah. it's just about a bunch of guys and they happen to be in the military. But <laughs> they then even to be in the military with <laughs> because these even million when dollar jets. <laughs> but it's like that's just oh, who we... they are. <laughs> because they could be working for this movie could be about SpaceX also. Like, uh, yeah, it could be about yeah. starting an app or something. Yeah, it could be about but... WeWork. <laughs> it just happens to be about fighter jets. Yeah, but WeWork, but where they play volleyball shirtless. Well, that's for, the part that, you know. For 20 minutes? I was right. so, I was like, why did Miles Teller get so ripped for three seconds of film? <laughs> I know, right? Oh. And then someone's like pointing out, and they're all like backlit through the most, like it's yeah. also half yeah. the length of like the original one. Well, he's devoted. Yeah, so Miles short. is devoted. Miles, Miles cares. Miles going to, Miles going to do the work. <laughs> I'm going to do the work for the film. Tom yeah, Sitter. Tom Sitter, right? Isn't he like an anti-vaxxer or something? He got, they were shooting that Godfather miniseries. The Offer? The Offer, which I haven't seen because I don't um, Wait, but he's in that. Because you're not interested in it? Uh, I'm not interested in it. Yeah, it's true. No, Army Hammer got kicked off because he oh, was going to play because that Because he character. likes eating people. Because he was, he, Army Hammer was a cannibal. And then so the, so the cursed <laughs> role of Albert S. Ruddy 
when it went first cursed army hammer and then it cursed miles teller because he i think passed cope whatever the rumor was he passed what movie COVID is on. this albert that's the godfather one that's the godfather one the role oh. is of the, the the offer tv show is all about the producer of the godfather albert s ruddy a name we all love and uh-huh. rolls off the tongue and uh, we all re- are curious about the exploits of albert s ruddy uh and so uh a big movie star has to play him and uh but yeah so this is i feel like that those this I think shot before that, so he was in, that makes sense. This shot like he in was still up and coming. Well, this was yeah. delayed. Imagine I can see why though they want to know this has to be seen on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they yeah. did. I, obviously, they did a a good job in the release because it is a phenomenally successful uh, movie. Imagine yeah. the world that they shot this movie in. You could just hang out with people. Oh yeah. That's what they called him, Hangman. Yeah, uh, yeah you could sing hangman. songs a in a bar. You could share beers and kisses. When, uh, share beers? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Here, try my beer. No, you try my beer. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I'm just, gonna- <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I, I, I'm not uh, personally a gay man, but I, I love the genre of of kind of like man man love for each other where they're all a bunch of hot guys and this is this is like this is a genre uh, that that I know women who really love watching man on man porn because it's just yeah. it's just so much man it's and so also, much man the power dynamic on. feels a little more equal i feel right you right know, and it's, it's not it, like come on the face kind of there is that i can also i do some links hey now this is a family show (laughs) no but i mean like it's mama needs a dirty movie (laughs) (laughs) well we'll do one of those we'll do one of those for your patreon we'll do a classic but i mean that there's something there's something kind of charming about like guys who love each other so much and it's like maybe they kissed like the movie um uh the next three seconds did you see that one no on the count of three sorry on the count of three. No. Totally different movie. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> well, it's it's these two guys and they have they have this they they have a suicide pact and it's like it's very uh, uh they have like this really close connection and what I felt was missing from that story was like right, but they have some sort of romantic interest because this is too passionate. Yeah, why else would you care? Yeah, it's too it's too passionate. And I think in the in the original version of Top Gun, there was a sexuality that existed. There was an undercurrent. It was also just the eighties were like a gayer, more sexual time too. You know what I mean? And like it leaked mm-hmm. out in weird ways into like there was this imbued with homoeroticism. It just kind of like <laughs> there was so much eroticism and like people doing coke and like, yeah, I'll fucking try it. What the fuck? I'll try it. Who oh, cool? You know, but now everyone is like so like weirdly like chaste and you know yes. yeah. everything is packaged and like safe now. Yes. Yeah. And people are afraid of sexuality. Well I think it's also there's so much of like declaring it. Yeah. And then and then it it's like it's kind of fun to wonder what people are up to in their private lives. I don't, I don't really need to know an actor's sexuality to mm-hmm. find it spicy to see them in yes. a scene. And yeah. these actors, it was like, there was, <laughs> there was no chemistry anywhere. No sexual chemistry Are you, whatsoever. are you saying that Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly wasn't, wasn't a, wasn't white hot? Was that, are you saying you, are you saying you were, it you was just, white. I don't know what else. True. In heat. <laughs> I did um, think in that shot where Tom Cruise like first goes to the bar and he like sees Miles Teller come in. Like if you shot, if you like re- didn't 
took that movie, that scene just out of context and showed somebody and like, you could tell them like, look, he's cruising. He's cruising yeah, Miles yeah. Teller. He's yeah. like, that's the same. You wouldn't have to change anything. Yeah. yeah. There may be a, there may be layers to this movie that will be when it hits the aftermarket. People might go, oh, here's some subtext or whatever. I feel like this is a movie where Tom Cruise, he, Tom Cruise obviously knows like what the rumors that have swirled around his life and everything, and probably yeah. knows about the perception of the Top Gun. I think they consciously made tried to mitigate that for this movie. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, yeah. it's like let's make a movie that's not as sexual, that's not as many like two shirtless guys high-fiving or whatever. And, <laughs> yeah. You know. But it's like they were just as afraid of offending China as they were Alabama. And I I, I, <laughs> I feel sad for that. <laughs> that, that. That that's... That, like, I love the plain stuff, but some of the... Some of the sort of, like, the human element of it was, was like, oh, man, are we really in a place now where to make a hit movie, you have to be so neutral? Just in every regard. Just yeah, in every... just completely neutral. Yeah, um, it's kind of boring. Yeah. Planes yeah. were amazing, though. Planes were amazing. <laughs> Action scenes were great. Incredible. I was Incredible. thrilled. That shot yeah. where the one fifth generation fighter does that crazy, like, corkscrew stall maneuver thing got a legitimate gasp out of me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Coffin corner. The and hill. then... And then the like, behind enemy lines. Ugh. Oh, yeah. The final sequence. And it's a really long sequence. And when it comes in the runtime, you're like, wait a minute. There's 40 minutes of this movie left. What yeah. are going to do? And, they, <laughs> and it does extend kind of in a surprising way. But when it's in the snow, I, I, I was like, this is a snow movie? I it, it legitimately. <laughs> you love a snow movie. Because <laughs> I, I was like, because they run all the drills in like the whatever in like this yeah. San Diego desert terrain. And when they get to the snow, you're like, wow. All right. I that, feel like this one did a good, like there was more diversity in locations for sure than in yeah. the first one. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's also, I think the fight scenes benefit tremendously by being all low terrain. It's almost like a pod yes. race. Yes. Really. Yeah. More so because <laughs> it's almost this is, like it's totally Star Wars. I mean, in a way it is because it's the classic <laughs> yeah. like airplane thing is like, it's like in the movie, in the aviator when they're like, you can't see, or when the, in the movie, the aviator where, Howard Hughes is making Hell's Angels. He's like, we can't see the planes. They have to be in relation to clouds or whatever. Yeah. And when yeah. you watch like the original, and I've seen Hell's Angels, the original, you, you realize like, oh, the dogfights actually work because they are, and you have to have something in the background or whatever shooting us. But this is the most extreme example of that where yeah. it's like you're almost more shots probably are pointing at the ground than pointing to the sky. It's like watching really fast cars almost. And yeah. it works yeah. really well. Some say planes are the fastest cars. <laughs> planes are kind of like a car well then he's then he's also got motorcycle motorcycle plane those are his two loves and then there's this lady he loves to run he runs in this he does run and they seem to pick and choose when to put him on apple boxes because that uh, some, when yeah. he has that final like in the snow confrontation with Miles Teller, in one shot he's almost eye level, and then another he's like looking up at him. Yeah. yeah. Well, it yeah. depends on the classic power dynamic. If he's if he's That's if he's true. got power in the scene, you got to put him high. It's a cinematic a, intent. Exactly. <laughs> I see. Yeah. That Low Joseph angle. Kaczynski knows what he's doing. Oh, Kaczynski yep. is uh, the Kaczynski touch. They say Kaczynski, director of Tron <laughs> Legacy, a movie I like. Yeah, I like I that one too. I didn't care for Tron Legacy. Really? I so I don't care about what happens in a computer. Oh, I don't to care. To me, there's I no stakes. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I don't care what happens to these computer programs. Unplug it. What do I? Yeah. What does it uh, matter to me? You got a point. <laughs> Isn't there something though where it's like you die in the game, you die in real life? 
I'm sure, but who cares? Because that's always <laughs> yeah. the way that the game works. I know. Works. They have to give it stakes. <laughs> They're like, you'll just start shaking and your eyes will flutter. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's This movie could have been like where it, it had fake credits at the end and it was like, it was all a simulation because <laughs> like uh, source code. Did you see that one? Uh, it's been a while, but yes, I have seen it. But where yes. he's just like a stump. And then you find out that Tom Cruise is, he oh, no. was in a terrible crash and now he's testing planes with his, the force of his own mind. Well, people have said like this movie does like is like an elegy to blockbusters. Like this is the blockbusters yeah. swan song. Like they're never yeah. going to make not. these again. I know. But it's like without I do think like that Tom Cruise is like kind of the link behind this and like the mission, like the real stunts, real cinematic spectacle. Yeah. That, like who mm-hmm. else is doing it? It's so few and far between. And I think so that, George Miller, yeah. Mad Max, Fury Road was like great at that. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Those are like the rare exceptions now. Yeah, yeah but those more are movies that are real, yeah. that are enormous hits. So it's kind of like you put the money in, you get the money out. I hope so. I don't know if it's intentional or not, but people people are saying like the idea of like we you're you're the last of your breed. We don't do that like we don't do it that way anymore. Is basically just a Hollywood metaphor for like you know you're the last yeah. movie star, you're the last one ma- out there doing your own stunts, you're the last one making yeah. this kind of movie. You know, and then uh, now it's all right. I'll show you I can do it. And not only that, I can do it better than anybody and make more money than anybody is basically the 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 subtext of the picture. Uh, Shocked if that's exactly (laughs) what Tom Cruise was trying to communicate with this. Did you guys get a trailer for the new Mission Impossible beforehand? Yes. I'm pretty excited for that. Although I wish it wasn't a part one. Because I like the thing. I like finality in a movie. I like knowing, like, oh, I don't. I got all the good stuff in this one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I uh, and I also like a new title. I, why do we have to see two Dead Reckonings? Like, <laughs> I want Dead Reckoning. Excited. Which one do you think you'll like, Dead Reckoning Part One or Part Two? Probably two, because that's where they're going to well, save gonna all the, the good stuff one. for yeah. two. Yeah. So we're going to um, find so. out which one of the original cast dies. Oh, you yeah. can't kill off. You can't kill off Luther. Can't yeah. kill off Simon or Benji. Pegg. Benji. Pegg. You can ben- never oh, not kill Benji. Simon. Pegg. Not Benji. Yeah, I think that I think it looks the the the, tra- the Mission Impossible trailer, and again, my favorite franchise right now, um, maybe with the exception of the before fr- movies. Oh, um, here we go. They're really? so real. Oh my, they're real, insightful films about what it means to grow old in a relationship. Um, but the you know, I've never Mission seen those. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, wow. uh, that's a big. Uh, it's a gap in my. I know they're on Criterion right now. All three of them. Yeah, I should watch so that second one's a good movie. Yeah, I like the second one. The first one is is I found very annoying, and the last one I was like, "This is actually this is too much talking in it." <laughs> and a Richard Linklater movie. <laughs> but you know, it's like you you go in expecting a lot Isn't of talking. All talking in these movies. <laughs> but this was this was so, so much, much talking. talking. Yeah. A lot of jibber jabber. Yeah. The, well, either way. Mission Impossible is is the best franchise going. This trailer looks a little bit underwhelming. Like some of the stuff in it just, I don't know. I'm well, judging got, it. It's not like, coming out for another job. year. So. Exactly. Yeah. They got a lot of time to put, they got a lot of time to juice up those effects. To push Tom out of an airplane or something. Yeah. They could probably even get a different villain in there. Yeah. Absolutely. They could Christopher Plummer it. Yeah. I'll do a CGI Christopher Plummer. Speaking of which, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't. I, I feel like I'm. This is truly the <laughs> nuttiest jumping around. But have you seen the trailer for Spacey's uh, Peter Five Eight? No. What is Peter Five Eight? It's a. It's a new I'm Spacey. It's a new Spacey oh, no. production. It's a. It's a. 
Spacey has a new movie and Louis C.K. has a new movie. Thank God uh, they're still getting work. Like, they're getting work, but John Waters can't make his Christmas movie oh. that he has a script for that's done. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Well, it's because there aren't any planes in it. That's I think true. part part of it is that when you see these trailers, you realize they made them. They may have made them themselves. Or, I see. So little, yeah, little they're pretty might small. Be little threadbare. They're 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 pretty threadbare movies, but they're 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 out there. I feel like uh, I'm I'm loath to even uh, uh, begin to wrap this up, but the but uh, and you have a uh, you have to rate this on your scale. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you for reminding me of the thing that. <laughs> That I forgot to do. Yes, it's a. It, it, I do a rating system that's the MPAA rating, but uh, it's Mama Panic Attack Assessment. Because <laughs> you know, certain movies like Poltergeist or something, I might be like, ah, I don't know, this doesn't, this doesn't feel so comfy to watch as sure. a parent. Uh, and before, because the daughter I, lost in another dimension, that thing. Yeah, I mean, that, that okay. would bother some people. You know, mm. what if yeah. my daughter gets sucked into a TV? <laughs> Although that would be a phone, you know. Am I right? Kids oh yeah, guys? that's it another would. thing. Poltergeist with a phone? Are you kidding? That's a million dollar movie. Yeah. Phonetergeist. Phonetergeist. Yes, it slips <laughs> off the tongue. <laughs> also, it's already happening to today's teens. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. They're already in the phone. Politics. <laughs> Politics. TikTok. Politics. TikTok politics, TikTok, TikTok dances. politics, heard of it, follow it, trending. Dances. I have to get into the TikTok dances. Um, yeah, have you seen the deep fake Tom Cruise? I have a few years ago, yeah. Very you can disturbing. still tell, though. There are moments where you can tell, though. Yes, but it's But disturbing. I do think that is, yeah, it is bad. It's crazy, like, the Star Wars things, like, cranking out CGI versions of old characters. They don't care. I'm also, I like, yeah. I watch a lot of Star Trek. Oh, and yeah? the new Star yeah. Trek shows, they're recasting, here's a new Spock, here's a new Uhura. Totally different actors, and it's fine. Like, you don't miss yeah. them. I just wish yeah. Star Wars would just, like, just do a new actor. It's so much more yeah. believable. Just yeah. name them that. We will accept that people die. And yeah, stuff, and age, know? God forbid. Someone's uh this generation's in for a rude awakening when they get their first gray hair. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Like, oh I can't just CG it out. I can't filter yeah. it out. Oh, kids today. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway, back back to my rating. So MPA rating. Um I found this movie. Uh, I th- I think it's probably rated like PG thirteen, is that right? I think so. To me, there's so little, even though it does, it does deal with like, there's parent death in it. There's, there's trauma of losing a parent. There's, there, there's sort of ostensibly some things that are a little bit troubling perhaps. Mm. It wasn't at all. Cause I was worried about the planes dying. Like that's You're more worried about the planes. <laughs> yes. I was really just worried about the planes. So I think I would give this. <laughs> when I they bombed this... that runway, did you like burst into tears? <laughs> the planes. <laughs> I did love that scene where it's like they're looking at the, the bombed out runway. And I was like, I am ahead of, I am. Yes, they're going to do. They're going to go do it. The, they're going to do it. I was like, and the audience was like silent. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But I would give this movie a G. I really, it was like, this, anyone could watch this at any time in their life, and I think they would be like, you know. You Young just and old alike. You'd be yeah. fine. Unless you, you are, you have family members from an unnamed country, 
they yeah, might get true. upset by us. Yes. If you're, if you're from- <laughs> I know. They, they you, might find it problematic. You put flowers on their tomb? Grave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, doesn't site? say where they're from. But they were very sing the, uh, the national anthem. From the place we're from. Hail the country, the country that we love. And they were eating the food? The, at the the yeah. wake, the funeral. I the, love the, unnamed yeah. country food. Honestly, a lot of people think so it's too spicy. Good. I love it. Love it's it. <laughs> hard to spicy. get in the Midwest. Real easy to get in LA. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. have you been? You got to go to like a big city where they have little unnamed country town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the fusion unnamed country food is so amazing. so good. Where they put unnamed country with other unnamed country. I, have you been there? It's so good. But it's honestly, so good. I think it's a little over. Done. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's, it's a little hack. So G is good, like good to go. G is like, <laughs> hey, just have at it. A movie like you know, like The Lost Daughter is like, oh, that's <laughs> right there that's, in the title. Like, don't don't watch this if you're feeling a little tender. I mean, like, there's a lot of news right now that makes people a little extra. Like, I'm sending my child off to school. Maybe don't watch Elephant. Yes, don't watch elephants. Oh, yeah. Um, Is that different than water for elephants? I think it's very different. (laughs) Or does Reese Witherspoon shoot up a school and water for elephants? (laughs) I need water for my elephants. She was uh, she she was really upset. She's upset. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So G. So 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 uh, yeah. A total total G. Like, yeah. just have fun. Don't yeah, worry go about have it. fun. Go it escape. It does feel like a movie like, oh, I could take my whole family to this. And it's not like, oh, I need to take them to a Spider-Man. Like, we got to know this and this. And it's just like right. everyone could go in and you'll have, it's a very satisfying. I think yeah. they, it's, I always think of the Roger Ebert thing of like, did they set out to make them, did they accomplish what they were trying to make? Yes. I mm-hmm. think they absolutely did with this movie. Yes. Did they make a good Top Gun movie? Absolutely. A hundred Well, and also, yeah. this could have been one of the nine movies this year that came out that was about generational trauma, which I know <laughs> yeah. it was filmed in 2018, but it was like, it's, they. it's so simple. It's just like... Even at the end, there's still only like two fighter jets. Like, I could see like a franchise movie, a typical franchise being like a fleet of airplanes. You know, there's a hundred yeah. planes and they have to like yeah. shoot them all. But like this, like, no, they still only have like two missiles, not a lot of ammunition. And it's mostly yeah. like their wits and still the even the enemies are only two other planes for the most part. So all yeah. that makes it, keeping it grounded makes it so much more exciting. It's like, it's antithetical to what you would think. You'd always think yeah. the bigger the spectacle, the more exciting. But I think as we've learned, as CGI gets more like infests, infests everything, yeah. that it's like the more spectacle, the more numb you, the more it's just like, no, I know this isn't real. Yeah, because totally, you're not yeah. dealing with like those shots when they were they were coming in low and you could see the missiles over them. Yeah. That was so good. I was like, yeah, this is telling me where we are. It's telling you me. Always what had a good sense of space is. and time. And, so know. good. Yeah, I think that's like what when people talk about like, well, well, this represents like a different kind of or an old school versus new school or this or that. I think the difference is like it's not so much CGI versus a real done stunts or this or that or whatever. It's just knowing what's going on versus not knowing what's going on. Yeah. Like having it, yeah. having the action laid out for you in such a way that you're like, Oh God, if that guy doesn't, it's the same in the mission impossible movies. It's like, if that guy doesn't get through that door in two seconds, something's going to happen. And it can mm-hmm. be a very small thing. It can be, it doesn't yeah. have to be a big pyrotechnic thing. It can be a very small thing of like, Oh, my hand's got to get on the lever yeah, yeah. by this point or whatever. But, 
in a, a suspense and and stakes and everything it's that seems to it's a weirdly lost art form i sound like the oldest man in the world but well no but feels, i think that like the true. movie that i always think of is a man escaped that that old uh french film yeah which, some, yeah. which is it's just about the stages of escaping Mm-hmm. It's just it's mm-hmm. it's such a great movie because you understand what's happening and you're very yeah. invested in it. And it's 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 as simple as saying, like, here's the valley. We're flying really low into the valley. Yeah. <laughs> there are gonna be yeah. these weapons, and then we show up in the valley and the weapons there are there. They are. I love exactly. seeing like those CGI maps. I thought I was like, Thank you, I appreciate this. And then when you saw the final thing, like, oh, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. good job. <laughs> you paid off. Those satellites pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but apparently doing it by sight works just fine. After sure. all the the prep, it was like, you know what? I just <laughs> closed my eyes. I yeah. didn't think it's like this is the force. Exactly, <laughs> using the force. Yeah, I do have to say though, I do think this is like the first movie I've seen in a while. Like, oh, this should win best sound effects editing Oscar. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because like the sound yeah. was every time they moved a lever in a plane, it was very exciting. Oh, it was great. Yeah. The only movie, other movies I think that like consciously during are uh, weirdly Michael Bay Transformers movies. I think. Oh, sure. Oh my God. The The hydraulics. I think has, I think they're underrated in terms of the sounds that you get. Did you see Ambulance? I did. I liked Ambulance. I really liked Ambulance. Yeah. I really, yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, Bay's Bay's now is like one of our greatest treasures. I don't he's know gotten how rid of like his terrible sense of humor. He's gotten rid yeah. of like the racist, sexist jokes. Yeah, he's yeah. a little bit. He's, he's matured a little, a little. A little bit humbled, I'm sure, by a few a few flops and yeah. Um, yeah. We we like to rate movies on a on a scale of just anything that stood out to you in the movie. And this is a good place for your final thoughts. And um, so something that really stuck out is like. Miles Teller mustaches. <laughs> I, I, I like think that. I think Miles Teller worked like hard on that. Yeah, worked worked hard on the mustache. <laughs> um, and and uh, keep an keep an eye out for the Instagram uh, because uh, there's a, going to be a photo of Ryan with the Miles Teller mustache going yes, to see Top Gun. I showed up to the <laughs> to the film. I I had not shaved in a while, and I I formed a mustache for yep. one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard you saluted during the screening too. You stood up and saluted. I did. I saluted. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Only the Miles Teller scene. Only the. Yeah. Well, it's funny that both Ryan and I, and I don't know about you, Mark, but have military dads. And do you? My dad was in the, he was in the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was in the submarine. So he was in the Navy. Mine was in the submarine. He was a radar operator. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a really cool job. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is a whole world. Wow. Yeah. Look at us army brats. Well, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> um, your army. Well, I guess uh, we're not uh, supposed to like each other. Right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Navy. Oh, Navy. Navy, Navy uh, I get over there with the air force. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. My dad was in the army. Um, I mean, my dad was out of it by the time I was born. You know, he wasn't like, he had oh, like yeah. a regular job. Yeah. So I w- we didn't like move around or anything like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, 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 we didn't. No, I, no, 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 My, my dad was the, the, in the, in the, in the old, old nom. Sure. Um, uh, mine was too, but I don't think there was a lot of submarine action. In yeah, <laughs> that was not a mainly a submarine war. <laughs> no, that wasn't. My dad wasn't wasn't involved with the war, but he he told me stories of uh, how they would feed them tons and tons of lobster. Oh, how decadent on the submarine. Yeah. So I don't know if that was happening for your dad, but it's like a Ruth's Chris down there. Hey, it sounds <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
Wow. I know. I might yeah. have to join up. Wait, where can I join up? Is there like a website or something I can look into this Navy thing? Yeah. yeah. Is there some? Place yeah, I mean, that... I think that I think that it's we'll funny it. because it does we'll feel like they're <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> on your socials. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> do just get it up. Get it. Just get it up. <laughs> it's just funny how there there are so many entertainment people whose parents went to college or or just like like got out of some situation by being in the military and oh. then their, their children grow up and then go and do uh pretend stuff sure. <laughs> in their lives <laughs> i'm just fascinated by this this well my this shift uh, i i don't know about your your dad's my my dad's thing and my uncle's thing uh, uh they were both in the in the in the army in in, in vietnam and their thing was don't ever join the army. Like that was what oh. they came out of it with. They were both like, nope, uh, do anything wow. else with your life. If there's ever a draft runaway, like mm-hmm. <laughs> they, that's cool. They were just like, mm-hmm. we hated it. Nice. <laughs> well, it, you, you did it. Uh, so I don't think I would have been allowed. To, uh, yeah. To we're probably all too yeah. old to be in Top Gun now. But I'm allowed to see Top Gun. And yes. that's what's important. Well, Tom Cruise is in his late fifties, but he's too—he's just the right age to be in touch. How do you think Tom Cruise is going to like after these Mission Impossible? Like, what movies? Can, you know, is he still going to do these crazy stunts anymore? I always think of like him when I think of like Charles Schultz. You know, who like he did his last Peanuts cartoon and then pretty much died the next day. Oh yeah, like his oh. life's work was done. I wonder, like, if Tom Cruise ever hangs up his like action star. That's a great question because he what, he is an actor who can do other stuff. He's actually yeah. a very good actor. Yeah. And so for A, I'm like kind of questioning why is it just action movies now and when will that end? Or is he and doing he, it as long as he can until as long as his body lives? But then you got Harrison Ford doing another Indiana yeah. Jones. I do think I physically know. like you might if you there probably is a clock where physically you're like, you know, once I'm past 60, I'll probably not want to do this kind of film anymore. Yeah. Do yeah. we want to see uh, Tom Cruise in a cry macho style movie? I don't. Oh, know. I would love it. <laughs> oh my god! I loved Clint's uh, little stunts in Cry Macho. Like he was. <laughs> that movie was like so boring, but I did like it for some. Like I don't know if it was good, but I like I watched the whole thing. It has the Clint magic where it's like uh, I feel this about fifteen seventeen to Paris now, which I saw it and I was like, this movie. So, uh, I was laughing out loud, and then now I'm like, when it's on, I'm like. I'll watch some of this. It's kind of good. <laughs> yeah. It's hard not to root for Clint Eastwood in some ways. Oh, you got to love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's I, he's I, like 100 years old, isn't he's he? He's 100 yeah. years old. He's cranking him out still. He just turned 92, I think, yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Still cranking him out. See? Um, this just movie. Die with your boots on. I think that I would say Tom mm. Cruise, just, you know, go, go, like, keep doing it as long as you possibly can. Because why not? It's your life. Yeah. And as the work, is, the quality is still... High, yeah. I would say. He makes reliable blockbusters. What I is your favorite Tom Cruise movie? It might be Mission Impossible Fallout. That's the one I rewatch the most. I've seen it like five times, I think. But oh. then I also love Magnolia. It's like those two, mm-hmm. I think, like kind of contain everything you need yeah. for Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah, I feel like that's my, my, my list. Yeah, I would probably say like The Color of Money and like yeah. Ghost Protocol or something. Like it would be like <laughs> yeah, a, a, an action movie and then like something where he was, it was just a drama. I, I I watched Risky Business again a little while ago, and it it's very it's so interesting to see this sort of like uh, unformed Tom Cruise. Mm. Like he didn't have like this shield of Tom Cruise ness on yet. He was just a, a little vulnerable guy. baby. Yeah, 
very compelling to watch, but just not the same kind of like machine. Yes. A bit of machine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'll, I'll segue into my rating here. That if it was, I think I'm tempted to give this movie four out of four Miles Teller mustaches because it is everything that you want in a Top Gun movie. Yeah, I think the one thing that I would I would say against it is that it is a little bit of a it is an an unnuanced Tom Cruise is cool movie. It's a little bit <laughs> yes. Like mm-hmm. about how cool he is and how <laughs> yeah, no one yeah. else is better than him. And it does ring a little bit of like something they would make for him, his birthday or something at the store. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so, like a fan cam video you see on Twitter kind of thing. <laughs> if that was two hours and 10 minutes long. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really so well it produced. is a little bit, you are like, I'm watching the movie about how this one guy is like the most incredible pilot ever and uh, keeps doing cool stuff and never fails and keeps doing more cool stuff. And which sounds like it kicked ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And That's so what being American is all about. It is. And then there is like a, a, I mean, it is like, I guess it is a propaganda movie. I don't know to fight. I don't, I would not get my blood up against any particular, uh, I don't know. You can't really, there's no villains. So what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Um, putting all that stuff together, I might go more of a three and a half miles teller mustaches, but I always like to skew a little bit higher. Although I did skew too high with the North man. I gave it three and a half when really it's a three. So I, I, I might regret it later, but Top Gun Maverick, I will give four out of four. Whoa! Four because are wow. you going to see a better action movie this year, last year? Probably not. So yeah. Not. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And you'll go last, but, uh, Mark, because you're the you're the the final say on what the review really is. Um, pressure. <laughs> um, I I thought this movie was uh, very uh, gender. Uh, dead sort of like there was no there was no there it was like time magazine people, said gender was dead that was the cover yeah well gender i mean but but this in a in a like um n- neutral human contact kind of uh, sexless yes yeah, sexless but i wanted to say asexual but that's like that's that's its own thing that's a real thing um it it, it just didn't acknowledge the existence that of of sexuality at all sure and and I think that I expect that from a Top Gun movie. And I was a little disappointed by that. Uh, but I think some of what I loved about this movie is just the feeling that it had nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I am frustrated <laughs> with that. But in this instance, I was not. I was like, thank you. This has nothing to do with anything except damn Tom Cruise is good yeah. at flying planes. That's it. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. If you want something else, go watch a different movie. And I think that it's like, it, there's, it, there's no think piece for this. It's like, what are you going to attach to? <laughs> like, what are you going to write about? Yeah. And so that gave me kind of like a, a true escape. I really enjoyed. But I also found Miles Teller deeply boring, even sure. with his mustache. I thought that that was just a casting choice that was like, I mean, it was almost to make Tom Cruise more interesting. Was to pick someone so boring to take to sort of take his place. A charisma vacuum. Yeah. Against it was, Mr. Charisma. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was like oh. if it was J.K. Simmons in that role, you'd be like, J.K. Oh, Simmons know. as Goose's son? I would have loved that. <laughs> that would have been weird, but all right. You killed my I'll father. I'll go with it. Are you rushing or dragging? I'm He's using plane. those planes to get photos of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there are other people that I would have wanted to see in that movie, and I feel like that was a missed opportunity to kind of set Absolutely. up 
the existence of this world as being cool. Tom Cruise is very, very cool, but that there are other people who are cool and they just didn't do that at all. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, that seems sort of silly because you've got all these characters that are they're a little bit flat. Sure. Um, and you killed Meg Ryan, which is... Was she like, dead? Yeah, she's dead. She dies. Oh, wow. Yeah. How, yeah. how did they say that? They said that, that, that uh, you know, that was the last thing that I promised her oh, was right. that I wouldn't oh, let him be in the military. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's, right. there's all he the He pulled women... his papers. They kept yeah, saying pulled, pulled his, his papers. papers. Pulled his papers. That's Which why he's 35, everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm old because yeah. they pulled yeah. my papers. It was, it was a little suspicious that both of the older women died somehow from the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, well, I, won't, uh, I won't get into that too much. But and Berlin's still like... making music. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh the scene the shirtless scene was not long enough not enough butts in this movie true <sighs> great plain stuff i would say that even with that uh just just a bad miles teller i would give it three and a half miles teller mustaches because i had a good time and yeah. i didn't think about all the crap in my life yeah uh for for an hour it was great what more do you want out of a movie yeah. Um, I I think you guys have all said uh, brilliant points. I agree with most. I think I agree with all of them. Not enough uh, <laughs> powerful older women. That's my problem with most movies, except for mm-hmm. Downton Abbey. We had enough mm-hmm. powerful women. And then they kill her. <laughs> then they kill her. <laughs> Brutal. She takes a bullet. <laughs> they make Ryan her. <laughs> they make Ryan her. Uh, no, I had a great, I mean, this is exactly what I've been missing from like the recent decade of like summer blockbusters, something to feel like genuinely exciting, something to like get my, you know, my heart racing, my palms sweating. Mm -hmm. I'm rapping in eight mile now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is there spaghetti? (laughs) And my mom's spaghetti. I had my mom's spaghetti. Um, I thought it totally delivered on what a top, what I expected from a Top Gun movie. Like the best shots weren't in the trailer. I didn't really quite know where it was going. I didn't know that it was going to end up in snow. I didn't know it was a secret snow movie, but I thought all the action scenes, and that's what I want out of a Top Gun movie, is really exciting, plain action, and then everything else didn't bother me that much. So I would have give it four out of four Miles Teller mustaches. Wow. A hit. Wow. A hit. This is a hit. This is for a contemporary movie. This is very well rated. I mean, like, what's not um, to like? Um, you got to be a, like a real stick in the mud. I think not you'd have to, to like, be. Have you'd have to be. I think you'd have to be reading a ton into the movie to be like, no, like to be like thumbs down, not good. You know. Yeah, and like, the, of course, know. it's stupid. Like, yeah, it's yeah. stupid. That's why we all know that it's okay that it's. Yeah. You want a smart yeah. Top Gun movie? Exactly. And if you have larger gripes with the military-industrial complex, then this isn't the movie. Don't go to this. Well, yeah. then don't then go to then see the go. sequel to Top Gun. And yeah, then maybe exactly. move out of America if you're so righteous. <laughs> God. Go. Go to, go to Iceland or wherever, yeah. you know, and go yeah. see how that works for you. <laughs> yeah, move to unnamed countries. See how they treat you there. <laughs> yeah. It seems like they have a lot of military stuff and some really good planes. And they got really fifth generation planes. fighters. <laughs> How's their education system, I wonder? Oh, they got, well, they got, <laughs> exactly. It seems to be working out pretty well. Um, real, real quick, I realized we didn't cover. Where did you park at? Um, yes, at, this uh, is very important. Uh, uh, at City the, Walk? The, at City Walk. ET parking? Okay. Oh, uh-huh. Why? Uh, I always park at City Walk. You get it's only five dollars. 
Yeah. Oh no, but we always discuss it because sometimes it it affects your your vibe going into the movie. Yeah. We've had some very some very angry moments uh, parking at the block and then going into the Alma Draft House. Oh, <laughs> that's an insane parking garage because you get that corkscrew forever. Ugh, awful. Well, I go to City Walk seemingly like once a week, so I'm like an old hand at it. Like, you learned. You learned it. You learned I know, it. know how to work that system. You're I going to my... the. You're going to the Voodoo Donuts. You're going to the KFC. Express. But is you're... is is ET is that the hack? Is that the good spot for no, the No, yeah, I, you know, I feel like there's no choice. I'm just told where to they just yeah. tell you which one to mm-hmm. go in. I prefer I usually end up in Curious George the most, I would say. Uh-huh. I feel like um that one's the furthest. Jurassic parking, you're ended up right by the food court. That one is yeah. the closest walking distance. If you're parking in Jurassic, you're popped out closest to the actual theater. Yeah. Whereas E.T. Curious George, you have to walk past the skydiving yeah. <laughs> cylinder thing <laughs> or the voodoo donuts. <laughs> so that's a little, you're getting a little more steps in that way. Yeah. A yeah. little more city walk experience. But if you just want like, I mean, days. this I hate city walk overall. Like most of the restaurants are bad, except I'm very excited for the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen. That's oh going to open Wait, this year. What was the title of it? The tooth. It's taking over where the Hard Rock was. It's the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen. It's a steampunk that sounds like a Johnny Depp restaurant. Movie. It does. <laughs> it's steampunk themed restaurant. Oh my god! Wow. You get over the top burgers and shakes, and there's a robot. There's one in Orlando, Universal Orlando, right now. So I've done my. Re- I've been. They announced this in 2019 that it's going to open, <laughs> and I, my friends were all excited to see. Like, oh, that's a perfect thing to see. Eat there before. You see, like a Jurassic Park, just like a dumb on dumb. You know what I mean? It's yes. a perfect, yes. a perfect evening. But then it's been three years. We're waiting, but now there is finally movement on it. They have started actual construction. I so, really want the waiters to all be wearing goggles, and so top hats with gears on. Wow. Them, you know, yeah. I can't wait. And maybe they'll maybe they'll do like a like a revival of uh, Wild Wild West, and you can go see that. Audiences are clamoring for that. <laughs> oh, they want it. I mean, God, if I got to eat there. And then go see that. I would do it. I would do that day. You would just so have to have cleverer eyes before you're in the theater. You don't want anything to break up that steampunk reality. Oh, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah. You want to live in it for as long as you want to live in it. You have to put on um, your own goggle. Your okay. goggle. <laughs> I wear blinders, but they're on the side of my uh, sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look very cool. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what it is. Very um, cool. Mark Rennie. Uh, what a fabulous guest and wonderful conversation. And we can't thank you enough for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a real treat and a delight. I'm, I had a great time. You guys are the best. And um, uh, your show is so, so great. I want to mention again, two old queens. If, you, if, if you're not a regular listener, become a regular listener of the, your, of the show that you do with the John Flynn. And uh, is there anything, if any other place that people want to find you online, if they want to follow you? You know, uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd as just mm-hmm. Mark Rennie. Just my name. You can, and you know easy. that. You know that's R-E-N-N-I-E. That's right. Thank you. And Mark you with go. a K, not Q-U-E. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much. And it's amazing to talk to somebody who's, who's so into going to the movies because I, I don't know if we've had I, I, I think just the experience of going to the movies is such a specific it's it's such a specific rarefied group of people <laughs> thank you for taking the time out of your movie going to talk to us if you're a person who sits down for a movie instead of a giant glass of vodka or something this is this is you know if people who use movies for re- relaxation that's what this show is for and mm. you've got 
a lot of minutes <laughs> of that. <laughs> uh, thanks again, Mark, and uh, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.